Hey there, you're listening to You Still Going On About That with Rob Israel and Joseph K. You can find us anywhere you can download podcasts. You could also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YSGOAT. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Israel. I'm Joseph K. And you still going on about? That. All right, Joseph. It's March 8th. Gosh, yeah. Who are the eyes of March? The eyes of March is uh, March 15th. Oh. Yes, the day uh, the day Julius Caesar was stabbed. Oh, uh, this is the uh, March crazy eights. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy eights. I never used to love this time of year, but like, um, I like spring now. It's uh, greenery coming back, and it's uh, Not if you have bad allergies, you know. That's and I have terrible. I, I I was telling you before we started, I've been like coughing all week, and I have like, I I just know it. Like ever since I moved out to Texas, around this time of year, I get this terrible burst of allergies for like two or three weeks. Um, and so. I have to, uh, Sorry, what's really funny is I watched this thing on TikTok. Uh, yeah. This guy, I don't know his name. This black dude, he does like, he talks about history and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, does it with like a smile. He talks about these like super serious things and it goes. Oh, on. does he have like a long beard? No. He oh, may yeah. have, no, he has like dread, <clears throat> I think. He's very nice sounding. Like, I can't explain it. He's like, does yeah, yeah. it with a smile, but he delivers like, he'll go into like history and he talks about seasonal allergies, like how they're institutionally racist. And like comes from because it said like it comes in, it's from planting all these trees in like suburban areas that did not belong, like trees. Oh yeah, right. Belong in these areas, and by doing that, it's created more pollen. Yep. And on, on top of that, environment too, environmental changes has created that. But it said that's why I like this. People have like really bad, more asthma cases than ever, and and al- allergies have gone up even more over the years because of just like shit like that and i thought that was kind of interesting yeah that makes a lot of sense um i lived in chico and that was the worst allergies because chico the bidwell the guy who i guess created the town mm-hmm. kind of like uh the guy who created the was it the simpsons what was his name springfield yeah jebediah springfield yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love the episode when lisa finds out he was like a pirate or something yeah i like when they call they talk about how he killed a bear with his bare hands like yeah um he like i guess bidwell like wanted to you know because like i don't even know if chico you know chico's in like in the valley it was probably like mostly fucking desert or something yeah, yeah. he planted like so many trees that like did not belong in the area they called like a city of trees mm, because of that it is just a hotbed of allergies like it's yeah. just every tree you could think of in the country is in chico california yeah I wouldn't say my allergies are like debilitating or anything, but like it really, the first year I moved out here, it was real bad. And then this year has been pretty bad. Um, Texas is bad. It, it is. You had like some of the worst allergies. Yeah. In Florida, it was, and this is like typical Florida. The only time I really got allergies was when red tide was really bad. They would release all these fertilizers or it was just random shit from Lake Okeechobee into the Clusahatchee, it would flow into the Gulf of Mexico and then like kill fish and there'd be toxic algae blooms and shit. It was just brutal. And like throughout the whole city, you'd get like irritated red eyes and uh, it was rough, but um, yeah. So anyway, I like spring uh, allergies, notwithstanding. Um, 
Well, speaking of allergies, Joseph, what are we talking about this week? We are well. We're we're speaking of uh, we okay. So the first two things we're going to talk about are both great. Um, The Last of Us and The Mandalorian, um, both shows with roughly similar plots uh, and similar actors. Yeah, same actor, (laughs) similar plot. Yep, and um, uh, different, but very different at the same time. Like when Grogu got raped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. this this Mandalorian was I, it's weird. Oh, let's save it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else we're we talking? We're talking about CPAC, um, and uh, all the weirdness that comes with that. We're talking about Michael Knowles. Uh, yeah, he gave us. You you saw the thing, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He gave us a heartwarming speech at CPAC. Let's, yeah, we'll go into that. Um, we're gonna talk about the libs of TikTok woman. Yeah, it's all um, part of the same shit. She was there too. Yeah, yeah, she was. You know, all I, whenever, whenever I see her name, I always think like Chan. Who is Chandra Levy? Was she the woman who was killed by like a politician in Chandra Ka- Le- Levy or something? Yeah, who yeah, was that? that? Was like, I was going to say that like pre nine eleven news because it happened like yeah, like, like the same year or like right before nine eleven. The politician did not kill her. <clears throat> That's crazy. right. Yeah, he I forgot about her. that. Anyway, we're talking about we're talking about her. Uh, we're so talking about Fox News and Tucker Carlson and kind of all the stuff that's been going along uh, with that. Uh, we're talking about a, a bit John Oliver did on Ron DeSantis. It's like an eight and a half minute bit, um, yeah. and it was real good. Um, yeah. And so we'll talk about that. Uh, we're talking about did some Democratic spoiler candidates. Well, I don't know. Were... Well, the past ones from like the last election, but it is doing more like Mary Williamson running and just like bullshit candidates that just yeah. like we'll talk about that. Yeah, I, I have some some kind thoughts and some unkind thoughts about them in general. Yeah. Um we're talking about Elon Musk playing 6D chess by Exposing himself to eighteen different lawsuits in a series of three. He played Russian roulette with himself. Yeah, (laughs) so so bizarre. Um, and then uh, we're talking about Russell Brand, and um, we might we may talk about some other uh uh Hollywood greats in that that last bit. Uh, maybe uh Roseanne and Mel Gibson. But we'll talk about Russell, Russell Brand mostly. And that's oh, it. That's the show. Breaking news. Oh, okay. Breaking news before we get into it. Let's hear it. Lauren Boebert publicly announced that her 17-year-old son, Tyler, will be making her a 36-year-old grandmother in April. Yeah, that Boebert, Now, any of you who have young children or giving life, there's some question that pop up. There's some fears that the rise is Grandma Boebert. <laughs> Grandma Boebert. Yeah. Mima Bobert. <laughs> uh, she put out a tweet earlier today. Uh, she put out like, "My husband isn't in town today, or I'd make him a sandwich." Happy International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, so there's got a lot to unpack in the tweet. Well, first of yeah, all, oh, yeah. it w- there was an onslaught of people just making jokes about her husband exposing his dick to girls at a bowling alley, which is exactly what happened. Here. Which happened, yeah. Mostly that was in like. Lauren Bobert was a teenager or something. Mm. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I tweeted it and I said, uh, I said, 
Lauren Bobert's husband is showing his penis to teenage girls at random bowling alleys in the middle of America. Okay, so she's trying to do this like trad wife bullshit. Yeah, like, I make my husband sandwich. You know, while also being a congressperson. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. you're trying to like, dude, you're a woman in power, and you're trying to push this like trad wife garbage. Like, yeah, I mean, like, who's this for? Like, you are literally a little. Dick, like you're a little you're a fucking politician you're you're yeah. your husband isn't your husband's not doing any of that shit mm. like you're the like i just love that bullshit they try to sell that crap yeah sarah palin tried to do that too with her former husband todd todd palin it's like it's like who, who are you kidding like you're mm. the one you're the one in power first of all so like why are you trying to sell this trad wife bullshit no one believes yeah it. She just sucks. She does. She she's again just like um, Marjorie Green. She's proven to be like, you know, she. The thing is, she lost her. She almost lost by five hundred votes. Literally, yeah. five hundred votes is what she's in there, and she has not changed a bit. No, no, they've all, they've all the all the bad ones have doubled down. Yeah, you know the one thing I I did read, and not that I'm d- defending him, but the one thing I did read. I read an article the other day that talked about how all of the Republicans got even more right wing once they got in office, despite what they promised. But the one that hasn't has been one of the shittiest ones, in my opinion, uh, J.D. Vance. They said he's become a lot more um, like open to compromise and uh, more liberal since getting elected. We'll see. Oh yeah, no, I he's only been there like two months at most. So yeah, and he's still like like, he's still a big MAGA chud. Um, but they're saying that he's the one if who hasn't gotten worse has actually like been better. Um, well, he's played along with all the identity politics bullshit, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't trust anything with that guy, you know. Yeah, jumped on the whole he spread the bullshit about how Biden didn't care about the people in Palestine because yeah, which is exactly what they tried to push that. You know, having Trump go down there and being like, "Look, you're the you, white people are forgotten. I'm here to remember you." Yeah, people that I helped poison with my right. deregulations. Crazy. I'm here to remind you that uh, <laughs> I'm the one who did that. You're in this situation, but here's some old Trump water. Right. Yeah. Epid room room temperature Big Macs that <laughs> were in the back seat of my car for three weeks. The fillet of E. coli, uh, <laughs> salmonella nuggets, <laughs> salmon nuggets. All right. Well, speaking of, uh, what do you want to talk about first? So, like, Mandalorian was really good. It's episode two, season three, and then episode eight of The Last of Us. I think it's the yeah, it's the last episode. It is the, about, next- the first. The last was super dark. You know, yes. it's a fucked up episode. Uh, Mandalorian. I mean, it was good. What are you talking about that, Mandalorian that first? Cyborg, that thing that that thing that and mm. that thing was sick. It was oh, like yeah. it probably like General Grievous a bit. It did. I thought, look, I thought the Mandalorian, it's weird. The first episode and then this episode. About Mandalorian first? Yeah, let's talk about Mandalorian first. Okay. Um it was there was it wasn't like a big story, but it was really, really good. It it felt like like when I was watching it, I was like, this feels like what Star Wars set out to be, which was kind of like a 1950s serial. You could have almost imagined this one episode 
chopped up into like seven, six or seven minute bits. You know, and I they like, so we're gonna spoil this episode. Yeah, morning. We're also gonna spoil The Last of Us. And we're also gonna spoil Michael Knowles's uh, speech from the. See, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Stay> back. <laughs> it's all getting spoiled. Everything's getting spoiled. Some stuff already comes spoiled already. Yeah, because they're, they're rotten. Because yeah. <laughs> um. So, Mandalorian. Uh, what I like about this show sometimes is they they do something where they kind of set up something for the next episode, and you think like it's gonna be this thing, it's gonna like drag out the whole season, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, fuck it, we're doing it next episode. Yeah. Really. Already on the case, you know, it was like in the third ep- I remember like season two, third episode, you, that's when you met like Bo Katan. It was like the one, yeah, that, yeah, like that seaport and baby Yoda got thrown into like a sea monster. Remember that? So like, sad. Yeah. That's when Bo Katan, that's when you introduce Bo Katan and Bo Katan brings up like you need to go see Ahsoka or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, they're gonna drag us out. No, next episode, yep, so yep. showed up. So this, the plot in this one was like, I need a robot that I could trust. So I could go down to Mandalore and see if the like the you know shits uh <laughs> the yeah. and stuff. I can't do it. I need a robot to do it. And uh the whole thing is that he needs to have IG 11, even though an IG 11 needs a certain part. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh great, so now it's gonna be this like adventure where he has to go and get a part and he has to do this. And then like he goes to Tatooine and visits uh uh what's her face? The one Amy from- that, um um the woman from Strangers of Candy. Yeah. Uh, what was her name again on that? Jerry Blank. Jerry Blank. Yeah, Jerry Blank was there. Uh, Jerry Blank with a fro. And uh, he, uh, she convinces him, no, nah, here, take this, take RD5 uh, or whatever his name yeah. is. I love that it's the robot from fucking Star Wars that blows a gasket. <laughs> it is literally that robot. He's shown, that thing has shown up in a couple other, like, episodes. What is that. it, R5-D4? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, did you ever He hear- had his own figure. He's had his own, he has had many figures, but yeah, yeah he had his own figure. My favorite was they made a reissue of the figure, like a new one, mm-hmm. when they did the toy line in the 90s. And I guess everything had to have like action features. So that one, like, they were like, I don't know, they have it that just like opens up, holding up, up and it shoots a missile. <laughs> oh, I remember that. It was like from 96 or 95. This is not from the original toy line. It's from like. I think I remember this. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there, like, what the logic might be. It opens up, oh, like, God. a whole thing, like, it's like a clamps open, it opens up, and in the middle, there's a rocket that shoots out, which is mm. kind of funny because, like, in Star Wars, a little thing does shoot out of his head. Was, yeah, like, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Didn't... And something breaks it in his head. Yeah. And I guess oh. he still had similar problems. But yeah, she tries pawning that droid on him, and she's claiming he's like a, a rebel hero, and he's just like, Whoa! He's like, yeah, he's like a scandal robot. It's like really funny. Um, I love though they show her like the, the she's like talking with Rodian and he's complaining about the car not being fixed. And she yeah, yeah. Parts. She just uses her fucking Jawas to like steal it. Like, yeah, she's like, running like a chop shop or something. Yeah, it's a whole racket, you know. Yeah, it's so funny. It was good. It reminded me of like 1950s sci-fi serial type of stuff. I mean, the whole the whole episode was really great. It didn't do like a ton. I mean, I guess you saw the Mandalorian. Well, the Ma- I mean, you got to go to Mandalore. It was a big deal. I mean, oh yeah, about the entire series. I mean, you know, you saw Mandalore and the Clone Wars, and again, it's funny because it's like if you're watching the season and you did not watch those two episodes from Book of Boba Fett, 
you're going to be confused because yeah. they're like some of the most important stuff. The most important stuff in this season it comes from the Book of Boba Fett episodes of Man with the Mandalorian because that's yeah. when you learn about they show Mandalorian a uh, Mandalore getting bombed and fire, uh, yeah. right? All in that, and it's like it's just funny. Like it's a weird story structure. It's like yeah. I would imagine, though, if you're watching The Mandalorian, there's probably a really, really good chance you watched The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I would, I would say. Imagine you right. If you didn't, then you don't really like Star Wars. That's just a fact. Everyone yeah, if you... The you, you like Star Wars if you watch <clears throat> oh, Right. If you didn't watch well, Book of Boba Fett, then you're going to be okay with the little lapses in The Mandalorian because you don't really care. You know, you've, you've already shown that you don't really care. Yeah, you so, don't care. Yeah, you don't clearly, you clearly don't care about the right. not like I, I do. The whole thing could be set in like 1950s Wisconsin, and it wouldn't matter to you because you just you don't care. care. You're just a <laughs> passive cavalier Mandalorian yeah. fan. Right. It's like some people watch all the episodes of the Muppet Babies, but out of order. Fucking amateur hour. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, well, uh, <laughs> a story being told. Right. Story. You can't have that shit. Actually, it's kind of funny you brought that up. Wasn't that like that was like the big issue? I think with Firefly when it aired. Oh yeah, they the did. They aired season, it. Was that they completely aired it out of order, which did not help the show at all. No, no, they did everything that could go wrong with that show. Did um, it was still great, but yeah, yeah. they like set up. They like set it up almost like <laughs> yeah, set it up to fail. Um, but this this episode of the Mandalorian was great. I it was Bo Katan a villain in the original in, in the Clone Wars. I don't know. She might have been like she's like her sister was like the queen or something, and she mm-hmm. ended up like falling in, in with like the Death Watch, whatever they were called. Okay, kind of funny because like the the main guy was voiced by um oh, who's the guy not dave filoni the other guy the direct that director actor who's mm. the the you know the main person working yeah with, what's his name from yeah, swingers really, yeah, yeah this is this look it up man you have a, i'm, I'm on oh i'm john favreau yeah there you go i was looking i was going to imdb um so he did the voice of like the main bad guy mm-hmm. uh, who like she worked for or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it was always like a weird, like complicated story with the whole Mandalore thing. And um, yeah, she ended up being like kind of like a bad guy or working mm-hmm. with the bad guys. But then like in Rebels, she kind of like, I don't know. She's like one of those people that kind of just like, you don't really know where she's going. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same thing with this show. Like she is like a strong ally to man to the genre of Mandalorian in this ep- in this episode, but like you don't really know where she's going. It's like like a Lando kind of character. She well, yeah, but maybe even worse because like Lando is just kind of like I don't know. Yeah, like you know she wants that dark saber. She uses it in the episode. She knows how yeah. to use it. Uses it better than the Mandalorian too. Yeah. Well, she she had it. She had so the whole like weird plot they talked about in the show was that like. It was all that like you had to defeat someone in battle, and it, in theory, if you go by it, Obi Wan should be the leader of the Mandalorians because he's the one who defeated Darth Maul. And yeah, all had it last, but Sabine from Rebels got it and then gave it to gave it to Bo Katan, mm. but it was not done through battle. She just gave it to her, so like it didn't follow the rules really. And then I guess she lost it to Grand Moff Gideon. Mm, okay. uh, 
Carlos Esposito. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he'll be back at all. Mm. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just to see what, he, you know, what he's up to. You know, yeah. they just show him in a jail. He's just hanging out, like, playing. Where did we see him last? I know. Um... Well, he got uh, he got captured in the end. You know, he, he lost. Yeah. That's when the, uh, Bando won the Darksaber was right. battling him. But he won it battling uh, Bo-Katan. But, like, it's like a messed up because, like, Bo-Katan yeah. didn't win through a battle. Right. It's like a whole whatever. <clears throat> so uh, Mandalorian has it. And the joke is, it's like Mandalorian having this is almost the equivalent of, like, Gollum having the ring. Right. Kind of useless. Like, not to say that he's sitting there going, my precious. It's just right, like, right. Mando does not really have like like he just wants to like get back in with his weird weirdo cult. Religious cult, yeah. They don't seem to follow that dark saber thing. They don't seem to give a shit. Like because if they did, you know, some of I saw some online say like, well, since he has a dark saber, can he just say to that armory lady like, hey, bitch, I'm in charge. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm in charge. And I, you know what? I decree you can take your helmet off once a month. You know, yeah. I mean, why you know, would it's that like work? in like Christianity. You hear like apostles or whatever, and they come in and they're like, "Well, I'm changing the religion a little bit." Right now, hmm. you don't have to like stone your daughter if she looks at you funny. Right. Yes. It's a new uh, day. It's a, it's a brand new day. You know, but I mean, like it, he, in theory, supposedly can do that. Like he could, in, in theory, be like, "Yeah, we don't have to wear helmets anymore." Yeah. Like hmm. I'm in charge. I decree, but I don't think they follow that. But like her group of Mandalorians do. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. But I feel like him having it is like it's like Gollum having the ring, where it's just like it. The main purpose is to be well wielded by like a guy, a potential leader. Yeah, yeah. seems to be one to have it. Like I remember one of my favorite scenes in Book Boba Fett was when he goes on like that bus and the droids like you gotta like take all your weapons off and just put mm-hmm. it in the compartment that, you know, the secured compartment and they'll get it mm-hmm. when it gets off. And it's just funny. Cause it's like this, the, the dark saber, which is this like, he just like plops it in there. Like, it's just like any other like right. knife or whatever. And it's like anyone would, if anyone who would know, they'd be like, that is so sacred. <laughs> like, it's just funny. Cause it was like, he's putting it in his compartment and it's like, yeah, I'll go get it later. If I yeah. don't pick it up. It's funny. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. That droid like took all the weapons off of him. Bo-Katan was able to grab it. And yeah, she wielded it. But, you know, she didn't. I don't know. She helped him out in this episode and ended up being like an ally. Yeah. I have theories about that, though. So did you know? Okay, so real quick, you know, yeah. let's go through the plot real fast. You know, they go, uh, Grogu and um, Mando go to Tatooine. Yep. Boon to Eve, I guess, it has to do with, I was like watching a thing and Boonta Eve was actually also in episode one when they do the pod race. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to celebrate some like ancient Jabba, some ancient hut. Okay. That's why Boonta the hut or whatever. I don't know. And uh, that's when, you know, you saw all the fireworks going off and everything. Mm. I was like, they always show like they'd be looking out the window and it's like always in wonder. Like, yeah. Like when he sees the, the 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 like those space whales in the last episode, yeah, that was cool. That's from an episode two. I forgot what they're supposed to be. It has something to do with the, uh, um, 
what do you call it like space travel like mm-hmm. light those things like ride the, the like hyperspace mm-hmm. and i don't know there's like setting up for other shows with those the fact that those yeah things. so you know she says take r5 before then they go to they go to mandalore mm-hmm. i like uh mandalorians like teaching grogu how to like that he has to navigate space and that's part of being a mandalorian and i feel like is it you're just making up shit yeah <laughs> that seems made up another episode <laughs> it does know. it does like, uh yeah hmm. like just like real like uh i don't even know like uh, i'm trying to think of, like just something stupid and he's like this is what a mandalorian does and it's just like has nothing to do with anything <laughs> so they go to Mandal- the sh- what he just tells dad jokes. It's like yeah. the way the Mandalorian. It's like so he goes to um, you know, they go to Mandalore, they have yep. the robot check-in and everything. They get attacked by like these cave monsters that I guess are because I guess the thing too about Mandalorian Mandalore is like the Mandalorian, like that's not really their home. That yeah. Supposedly they're not native to that planet. Those creatures are though, those cavemen, like they're native to the planet. I yeah. guess the actual Mandalorians are not. No. Well, it's interesting because like Star Wars has like humans, but like where do they come from? Yeah, that is a weird question. Um because they're all over the galaxy and, and it, yeah, and there's no talk of like visiting the home world, you know. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what um, I mean? Yeah. So, you know, like you said, the you know, Mandalore is like kind of destroyed and everything was like turned to glass because like i don't know they did something that like basically turned all the sand they nuked it yeah yeah uh the empire so it's been in in inhabitable what's the word yes uninhabitable uninhabitable for years or decades or whatever and uh you know they go down there to the you know uh, like baby yoda's in his little pod Mm. and uh he's like that's the thing too. Like supposedly he he spoke in this episode. He flipped. The best is when he flipped and jumped into Jerry That's Blank's funny. arms, and he, <laughs> and he says like, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, what? And she's yeah. like, That's the first word. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, what would Grogu's first word be? And uh, like, it's Grogu time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. No, I like Cody. Cody. Uh, from uh, someone who said uh, Star Wars would <laughs> be his first word Star Wars yeah well that'd be good this... yeah so he there's a lot a lot of Grogu stuff in this episode he does like a lot of like uh, he's starting to become a little bit more independent and like yeah. his, you know he he's able to use the force more he does those, those flips again you've got to watch those episodes of and of uh, Book of Boba Fett, where he's training with Luke. And I guess uh, John Favreau said, like, the timeline, people are, like, confused. They said that he was with Luke for two years. Yeah, I saw that timeline. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It doesn't make sense when you think about it that way. I mean, but... it's definitely two years if you go by, like, how long it took the show to come out and everything. Mm. If you're going by that. True. But I, I feel like, really? It was, it felt like, maybe, like, mm. a month? <laughs> two months? I mean... I don't know. I guess that uh, is a weird one. Yeah. But he's, you could tell he's like definitely a little more like independent. He's still Grogu, but he's like, 
he's starting to like be able to take care of himself a little more. He has better use of the force. He doesn't like, you know, like in that first season when he used the force and then he like tuck her out. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. It's kind of cute. He'd be like, oh, you know, like he can like do more things. Like when he knocks that one cave thing out, that was pretty sick. I remember he just like fucking yeah. force pushes him out of the fucking cave. Yeah, there's some great scenes in this. Um, he, um, so they go down and then they get captured by this insane like spider robot and it's and, really cool looking yeah the mandal and the mandalorian's like captured in this like thin ass cage that like he can't move for shit and he literally tells grogu get in the ship and go find bo-katan yes like grogu's got a gallo by himself get in the ship yep. i love to see him flip into the ship right that was <laughs> like, good. i can watch that all day what i love about it is sometimes it's literally just them throwing a puppet yeah like they're not even doing like a cgi no. <laughs> like a dummy getting tossed. practical effect i um, love it yeah it's great yeah and uh he gets in the ship he tells the robot he points to the screen goes oh <laughs> and then they, they go to bo-katan and uh you Oof. know so okay this is my little theory about bo -Katan. Yeah. okay does she want to kill the mando or she want to marry mando because like in the last episode you see her sitting on the throne and she's trying to like be all cool the way she's sitting and she's mm. trying to like being like a little bit of like a dominating pose like i'm just chilling on my throne you know right to me mando get out of here you know whatever and uh then when baby yoda shows up she's not really cool anymore she's kind of just sitting sulking on the throne mm. looking a little more pathetic because she does, you know, it's like groping right. shit, you know? Mm. I feel like, did you see that TikTok I sent you that girl made? Well, which one? The one where she's Bo-Katan on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like so funny. It's like she's sitting there, like, pretending to be like Bo-Katan, like, hey, uh, she's sitting there, like, in her sweatshirt or whatever, mm -hmm. just yelling, and then, like, they're like, DeJarnes here, and she's like, oh, shit. She gets, like, right. Just, like, <laughs> like, trying to pose on the throne and be cool, like, because it was like, come on, you don't sit like that all day. You knew he was no, comfortable. You can't. You can't. What? No, you can't. Like, yeah, that can't be comfortable. After a while, yeah. you're going to get cramped. But totally did that to show off to him. But like I said, when Grogu showed up, it was like, it made me think of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, that's like really funny. But I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think she likes him? Like she like wants to jump his bones? Jeez. Uh, so, um, or do you I think she wants to kill him? So she could take the dark saber and be the queen or whatever the fuck they call it in Mandalore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, because I, like I said, I don't have a ton of information about the character. My guess would be that she's going to try to like seduce him, uh, and then if that doesn't work, then turn more of a villain. Although that seems like a pretty basic way to handle that story, and this show's usually <laughs> a little more clever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I do know though that. Um, the episode didn't feel like much, but it was real fun to watch. I love episodes like that. It was just so, a bunch of fun stuff. Baby Grogu and and Bo-Katan show up. They save the day. They uh -huh. from the, the the side the design of the cyborg was sick. Oh yeah, so the, the villain of the episode, the spidery looking thing. Yeah, yeah, and then like it's of course it's like little components where like the head is a separate thing where it like escapes and it gets yeah. into and she uses that dark saber. She knows how to use it. Oh, clearly, yeah. And then after she frees Mando and everything, they go to that uh, pool, whatever, the the water. 
Mm-hmm. They go down there and she explains everything. And she said, she tells him she was the leader. Mm. Her grandfather or father was the leader, I guess. And I guess mm. the whole, the way she looks at everything and it kind of is almost in a way like most leaders would. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's why like there's a lot of correlation between this episode and The Last of Us. Because Oh, yeah. Like he's like, I have to go into the water and, uh, you know, it will, I will be able to wash the living waters. Yeah. I'll be able to be accepted back into my tribe, whatever. And she's kind of like, whatever. It's all (laughs) bullshit, but yeah. Yeah. You could almost do for the plebes. And then in the episode of the last of us, that, uh, father Dave, Mm -hmm. he's not even religious. He's not even Christian. We'll get into that later. And he says like, but they are. Yeah. People were. And he used that against them. And she's like, not to say that she, same tactic, but she's basically like, I know it's all bullshit. We do it for pageantry purposes. Yeah. And the whole, like, you know, the people ate it up, you know, it was part of traditions, but we didn't, we didn't believe in that shit, really. You know, like the one, yeah. the, the myth, what they call it, the mythosaur. You got to see yes. that for a second in this episode. That was so, so like, he goes, <laughs> he's going to get completely butt naked. But <laughs> just takes off some of his armor, goes into the water. You could tell because you know she went. Yep. Oh. You know her eyes. She was like, ooh. And then she she got nothing happened. Yeah. But he goes into well, the water and he just like gets. I don't know. It's like he gets pulled in or he just I don't know missed the step and he falls all the way down to like the bottom of the. It's like a deep ass pool. It goes down like hundreds of feet. She goes down there to save his ass. Yeah, pulls him out, and you see the mythosaur. I guess that's not a good thing, supposedly, or it is a good thing to see that they talk about that thing. Yeah, I yeah, thought. Yeah, you don't. Know, you don't know what I'm talking about. Are you talking about the 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 creature under the water? Yeah, yeah. It's like a almost like a Clash of the Titans Kraken or something. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it goes all the way back to like the first season where um, Will. The Nick, uh, the is it who was it? Nick Nolte did the voice. Of oh yeah, the guy. He talks about like the Mandalorian that, dro- that rode the mighty Mythosaur. That was like, the Mythosaur. All, yeah, that's what he talks about, and that's the Mythosaur. Oh, that. Okay, yeah, the whole I, thing is like setting up that Mando will probably be the thing, the guy who rides the mighty Mythosaur and unites all the tribes or whatever groups of Mandalorian. I, yeah, I. I knew you were talking about that creature. I was just like trying to remember, did they call it the mythosaur? Something like um, that. I could be saying it wrong. But no, but just, yeah, but no, I, I know what you mean. That makes sense. It, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Then he gets out of the water and she's like, wake up and the episode kind of ends there. Like, it's yeah. like a little bit of a cliffhanger. I'm, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine. But. I thought that that was the only thing about the episode that surprised me a little is that um, it did seem like a two-parter. You know what I mean? Like most, well, I mean, most they did of these... that when the Grogu got kidnapped. Yeah. You know, uh, first but season. Oft, I guess I feel like more often they wrap it up, but like this one seemed like a pretty abrupt cliffhanger. Not not a cliffhanger, because like look, Mando was safe. It didn't end on a cliff. Um, but it was like something huge just happened and no one talked about it. Like now we got now yeah. next next week. Okay, so Mando bathed in the waters. Mission accomplished. Yeah, technically bathed in the water, so that shit should be done. Yeah, and um, Bo-Katan is there. You know, we haven't seen her react to it because, like, 
theoretically she should be like okay i guess now we go our separate ways um it was a weird ending not a bad one but a weird one yeah um yeah i'm still curious like where the season's gonna go like i said i kind of i'm glad i'm glad that they didn't drag this all out and that this is not like the sixth episode yeah i thought they'd still be looking for an ig part yeah like i'm glad that it was like you know his friend and uh his friend slash whatever she is acquaintance uh jerry blank right says convinces them to take a different robot yeah and you know uh I'm, I'm I'm glad it like it just pushes it quicker. It's like yes. cool, maybe there's gonna be some other shit. There's gonna be a bigger stories that it gets involved with. It's like we got that out of the way. Yeah. Now no, it was good. Conflict with like those pirates or something, and have a conflict with something else, and maybe the Empire shows up in one episode again. Like I'm just glad that this is this was not so far. Yeah. Sure, we'll be back on Mandalore. I think that. I feel like whatever happened there will set up for the final two episodes of the season where something big will happen on Mandalore with like everything going on and that, that yeah. will play into it. That monster. I could see that. When, I could see yeah. that. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, the show is great. I love what they're doing with Grogu. I like that. He's uh, not this little pathetic thing anymore. Kind of right. like Ellie in the last of us. Yeah. But I mean, and again, Ellie and Grogu. Grogu had previous training in the Jedi Temple. He just had to waken up. And right. now he's hatching out some training. In yeah, a little bit. Yeah. little ROTC uh, Fedra training, you know? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, it's just funny, though. It's like how these shows are, like, in a way, so fucking similar. They're real similar. <laughs> Even like, the character's demeanor. Guy. Yeah, even the character's demeanor is kind of similar. Even like when Pedro Pascal's character explains to Ellie about stuff, like the whole uh, cordyceps and everything. Yeah. And like Mandalorians explain it, teaching Grogu about like navigating space and, yeah. and all that. They're just like <clears throat> so funny. Like, I'm like, it's like essentially the same fucking character. Yeah. Um, um, I. But yeah, like real quick before we start Last of Us, like this was uh, the whole this stuff with Grogu is just great in this episode. Oh yeah. I yeah, like that. I do want him to talk. I think like I, I'm just curious for how they're gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he should talk. It's not like it's rare for these creatures to talk. Um yeah, Yoda talked all the time. I'm wondering yeah. like if he'll talk like Yoda though, or if he'll like not do that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure he'll just have like weird little words and chirps this season. I don't think he's gonna have like full dialogue. Yeah. Grogu yeah. no like. Grogu like As yeah. that, says things like that, that'd be awful. I would, I would say that um they'll hopefully they'll incorporate him into speaking in this season. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, but yeah. I don't know. It's just a real fun episode. I they I, they did a great job with it. And this show's so episode's gonna be fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that one. Well, okay, so last of us. Um, this was the next Grogu have wet dream. <laughs> yeah. What, um Manda, what that mean? Right. Oh god. Force jizz. Ew. <laughs> Uh, look at the 
the midichlorian count in this. It's like yeah. Grogu is also the, some. It's amazing how Grogu is also the word for jizz in yeah, right? Star Wars. Which is weird because you remember jizz bands? Oh yeah, jizz music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like come on. Yeah. So real quick for that, the Mono. What are they called a Mono? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I the the. There's band. A fucking, it's the band from the, the Cantina movie. Band. Cantina Band. Yeah. And Modal Noids or something like that. I think something like that. And yeah. it's like I just love that. Like they're like a jazz band. No. No. no, this is not that jazz. This is an earth. This is sci-fi. Okay, what are you calling it? Jizz. Yeah. <laughs> it's a jizz band. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that you sure you couldn't do. Like, I guess you don't want to do Jews because that's right. Like, yeah, that's so good. Jaws. Yeah. Uh, too close to Jawas. Um <laughs> Jizz. I mean, well, put a whole other word. Yeah. <laughs> Bukaki band, rhythm and semen, you know. So, like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, on um, that note, I'm Rob Israel. Yeah, right. Well, okay. So, switching to last to us, this is the second to the last episode. Yep. Um, I feel like they they really nailed the pacing of this first season. Everything seems to have clicked and moved forward um the best they could you know there's a pretty complex story you know like and i think they did a great <laughs> job in pacing it i thought the next to the last episode was really good the only know, thing i would say that i could see people complaining and i think it's a legitimate complaint yep for a show that's a zombie like a zombie show is you don't <laughs> it was like so we're eight episodes in and let's see uh i mean the first one essentially there you see the zombies but not really yep. So the second episode, there's like one and a third. I'm trying to think what I don't even remember what the fourth episode was about. Yeah. I mean, there's oh, and then the one with uh, Kathleen when they all get yeah. attacked. Well, it's like half the show, like you're lucky if any of these things show up. Each yeah, right. But each of the episodes clearly advanced the story of like Ellie and Joel. Yeah, I mean that's great. I'm not complicit. I'm not complicit. Yeah, yeah. I just think I could see how that is a legitimate complaint. Is that like there's not that many you don't really see the clickers that much. And I mean that's I guess true. the cool thing though is when you do see them, it is scary as shit. And then maybe yeah. that is a good thing. I mean, yeah, obviously they were in the last episode because she got bit by one. Right. There was a couple there. But it was just one creature and you only saw it for a few like a minute total you know yeah um but yeah i mean that that episode when the whole city was completely overrun by them and yeah everyone was killed in the end like yeah that was super fucked up i mean like <laughs> that was crazy fucked up episode uh so i mean yeah i guess you could i'm sure i have a feeling next episode is gonna have like tons of them it's just like kind of funny because like people were i was sort of clips of the game and that character father dave whatever his name is yeah something like that is in the game Oh and yeah, I yeah. guess you. That's in the game. In that point of the game, that's when you are Ellie. I guess you're not Ellie normally in the game, but in those scenes, sure, play as Ellie and you work with that guy. I don't know if he gets all like uh, rapey <laughs> like he does in the end. Yeah, 
It is a, okay. So it's like a fucked up episode. So where where we last off? Went left, 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 left off. Uh, you know they went to um, uh, was it Wyoming? Was uh, it yeah, near Jackson Hole. Yeah, right? and that's when they stayed with the communists. And uh, I like them when the lady, um, <laughs> uh, what's his Joel's brother's wife, I guess. Yeah, it feels early about like trusting people and stuff like that. I felt yeah. like it was like a good like, inner, like a good foreshadowing to like meeting people like Pastor Dave and shit like that. True. Yeah. So Joel get they they end up in a town where they were thought they were going to meet some fireflies, I guess, and they weren't there. Right. They run into these scavenger guys. And which is you find out is connected to the group that Pastor Dave's from, and I guess they killed this kid's father, like the kid's father. Yeah, and I think we joked about them potentially being cannibals. Wow! And you were saying like they were, and I'm like, did you know they were cannibals? Did you know anything about the game or something? I did. I followed the game. Um, I never played it, but I know the basic plot, and I know some of the plot of the next one. Um, I don't want to hear it now. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but my, so you knew they were cannibals. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, they, so and the show, like, how the fuck did you know they were cannibals? I'm like, oh, he must follow the game or watched it or something. Yeah. Plus, plus, I mean, like, look, even if I didn't, and I, I did, because I, I read a lot about the game. Yeah. This is, they made a big deal about them being hungry. There's no food. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden, sudden they like, have, well, they're like, your dad's dead. Can we have a burial? No. And he slaps. Right. And then all of a sudden, when it's time to eat, there's a guy with like a bucket with like cut up meat. Yeah. And then like they're like, "Is that deer?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah. And it <laughs> and wasn't. Then, I was like, "What was that deer like? Three pounds? I mean, how big was that deer? Because that's yeah. like a well, handful." That, like you know, then they show up with an actual deer because they got Ellie hunted a deer, and I guess yeah. Whatever deal they made was like they would give her drugs and then I, I don't know she ended up running away or something at that point yeah um but you could even see like they made the big deal when people were eating like the the people in charge were like a little hesitant to eat it everyone else ate it kind of like greedily i mean it, it should be as an audience member it should have been clear what was going on oh yeah especially yeah. With, like you said like the lack of food and the fact that it, yeah it they don't bury the dead because it's right like, you know becoming part of the food supply i mean yeah. you said you made a comment saying like uh you're surprised like that that everything's not like just overrun with deer yeah yeah i i would have thought like i mean maybe the infected or whatever the, the people would the clickers would harm deer but the deer population should have exploded you should have seen like a ton of like out of control wildlife like you saw with the monkeys you know in the, the yeah. episode before last but there's apparently no food around either which was i thought kind of weird well i mean it makes sense that like you know obviously you're gonna run out of canned food at some point and stuff yeah. like 20 year old cans and shit which i still find amazing i'm like would cans hold that one oh like, man but they say <clears throat> Well, they always say that like the deer population is way out of control anyway like even with people hunting them yeah so i would have just figured that like the, the only thing i can think is maybe there's a limited amount it's just that they're over hunted because of the food yeah, supply it's could like be. what are you gonna eat you gotta rely you know you're not going to whole foods anymore right yeah the amp or whatever 
<laughs> the piggly wiggly piggly wiggly you know, um, you're not going there anymore so it's like if you don't have like access to things <laughs> or a farm or whatever you're hunting and you know yeah point you know things are going to get over hunted even though obviously the human population i'm sure has dropped a lot too because yeah i'm curious like they never really stated how many people were lost you know what i mean like the percentage yeah, true I'm curious, um, like, what it, is it like over half were like turned? I would imagine in this world, half of them had to come clickers easily. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it, I mean, like, we don't see that many people, you know? Um, so they capture, I guess she's captured. Is she captured? Yeah, they, they imprison her, right? Well, yeah, because they, she goes and like parlays with them then she's back and then she tries to lead them away from joel on horseback and someone shoots and kills her horse yeah she flies off her horse is unconscious she wakes up in a jail cell i watched the making of it and they show her on like a dummy horse oh geez it's like really funny i like yeah. wonder like i wonder if they did purposely made sure you saw that in the behind the scene thing so that no one watching it is like thinking, right you really shoot a horse <laughs> Yeah, they really, uh, yeah, it's the 20s. They really shot yeah. horses. <laughs> they have like horses run off cliffs and videotape it. Yeah, right. Uh, um, yeah, Joel's kind of like incapacitated the whole time. She gets the medicine, gives it to yep. him. And I love that she doesn't even really have a clue where to give it. She's like, yeah, I'll just put it in his wound. Yeah, but yeah. He was like completely out of it. Uh, so it's mostly focused on her. That's like the joke being like, you know, Mandalorian, it's like he's incapacitated from that ro robot. So Grogu's yep. gotta like kind of solve his own problems and get help and get, yeah. get out of there. And you know, same thing with her. She has to like it just gets so fucked up. Like he's such a creep, this guy. Like you can tell. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously he seems like a really nice guy. He seems kind of warm, fatherly type person, but of course there's something up. And yep. uh, he said, yeah, he starts kind of, kind of creeping on her early, but like, dude, like when she like, she's the one that like lights the place on fire, right? I... Um, yes, she throws a, like a stake, like I guess some wooden stakes have been in a fire yeah. and she grabs one thinking she's going to stab him and, but she doesn't, she throws it and it, it catches the building on fire i don't know if like we could say that she intended for that to happen but she she did it and she saw it happen and that that's that so but like he's trying to like this is like where the episode gets super fucked up he's trying to rape her like oh yeah fire and he's just like all that and i'm like man this is fucked up and yeah she ends up like taking out being able to like uh you know she stabs him i guess or something yep. and pummels him and blood everywhere and she's screaming and then i was like wow this is like kind of a fucked up episode i mean oh yeah it's dark it's a dark episode like you know yeah. she's like not and it's also a great moment because like while that's all going on like joel's starting to get his health back and he, he wants to save her but he he's not the one that saves her in this episode like she kind of just saves herself right right but she pretty much saves herself yeah she's in, i mean she um, I think she did everything. I think Joel only really, I mean, I guess you could say Joel like stopped the gang well, members he, from yeah, returning. Yeah, he killed some of the whatever. people 
and uh, got there. But when he like hugs her and calls her like baby girl and stuff. Oh, like that, that's great. Yeah. It's like when he called his daughter, I guess, in the first. Yeah, I didn't remember that, but I saw people saying that on Twitter. Yeah, that I think it's sense. the first one. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a great episode. And I think, uh, and like I said, it, it's fucked up. Uh, yep, for sure. I don't think there's any clickers in this one at all. I have a feeling, no. and I have a feel. I have a feeling though, and I know you say pretty much know the plot. Yeah. But you could you could spoil one thing. Joseph, are there clickers in the next episode of The Last of Us? I, you know, I don't. If I'm like thinking of the sketch of the plot, that's not like the the crux of the conflict in the last. <laughs> okay, then don't you can't see the yes or no. We'll no, wait. um. Well, look. It, they could carry out the plot without there being clickers. I'll okay. put it that way. I mean, there probably will be, I think, just because, like, they're cool looking and they have the costumes left over, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, they yeah, could finish the story. Go. They could finish the story without any clickers or anything like that, and it would still have the same conflict that the I game won't did. I and... them. <laughs> Do you think it's going to end on a like real? Does it is this pretty much the first game? Yo, like, yeah, yeah, in its entirety, or is it only like the first half of the game? No, if they end it the way it should end, and this will be the, the game, the first game, and honestly, it could end on uh, no, I'm just saying it could end as a satisfying one season show. They're already doing season, we know they're doing season two, we know they yeah. made a second video game. But it could end with um, you saying, oh, that is a complete story. I'm so glad they I mean, made it's this. It's like the and... most watched uh, show, I think, next to, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like a show that no one watched on HBO. <laughs> uh, Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, was great. I love Carnival. that was great, but it was a little obscure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, look, it could end and. And that would have been, I guess it could have an ending like um the Watchmen reboot did. Yeah, it kind of sucked because like yeah, the Watchmen had like a nice satisfying ending with like a little bit of a cliffhanger, but not yep. too much that and I don't think we're ever getting another <clears throat> no. no. It wasn't even a I mean, it wasn't even a cliffhanger per se. It was like an ending that opened up more potential storylines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I guess it, it didn't. I mean, of course, all these worlds could continue to have stories. You know, I thought I game. It, maybe they look at the Watchmen like if they have a good one to tell, maybe they'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, great one. I, I feel like that did not get the appreciation that it deserved. It was thinky. It was, but it I, was look, such a good like if you compare it to like the Zack Schneider bullshit movie. Yeah, and yeah. you watch the show and everything. It is truly like, even though it, it's its own thing, it is the most truest adaptation yes it was um, definitely in the spirit of the graphic and i guess the interesting thing i know we're not talking about last was mandalorian now but talking about the watching but real quick is that i guess you know if you read the original comics and the graphic novel the collection yep. there's all this supplemental material and i'll be honest oh with you, i didn't read that shit i just read the story i i would i was like i'm not reading this i'm like i read it you're right at the end of every book it would have like there, five, six pages of like articles and yep. It would be it, like the psychiatrist case files from when yep. he treated Rorschach. Yep. It would be like articles about um yeah, I mean you're right. It would be they, like 
a doc man a doctor manhattan medical file like took a lot of those ideas from that yeah put it in that show from not from the actual comics but from the yeah yeah serial like i think when it came to the uh you know and lou gossett jr's character was revealed to be that character that oh yeah this white circus performer and yeah this black dude actually the whole time um supposedly there was interlude of that in the supplemental material yeah so yeah uh back to the last of us uh yeah well it was a dark episode really it was uh you know like ellie's like in a state of shock when because oh yeah it's kind of funny like how joel kind of just like comes her at the back which is kind of stupid and she like turns freaking out she's like (laughs) she's like She's a good actress. I, I think her character, oh, yeah. you know, she's kind of like a little shit in the first episode or two, and you're just like, uh, but she's kind of like definitely come along. Kind of like yeah. how Grogu is just like a wholesome <laughs> of little shit, you know, just like. Well, I would say <laughs> it was, yeah, it was weird. Like, I think it, I, I my favorite thing about the show has been that each episode uh pedro pascal's character and her character have gotten closer in a genuine way it felt earned and paced well and stuff and but like she's always been like this kid this kind of smart aleck kid she's taken risks uh you know she she's kind of been a risk taker uh and this is the first time i've seen her in the show where she acts like an appropriately terrified young kid you know what i mean like or I mean, young woman. A, I mean, it's a dark. Like I said, it's a dark episode. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really good, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to the this the episode next week, and also the next series. I mean, they they're going to do a season two. Um, well, that's why I said the thing with the pastor Dave talking about like how he's uh, not he was not religious before the right. Like, so the opportunity that the the people needed they needed somebody like yeah he was religious because they needed someone like that right like you could just say like so you're just an opportunist well before it seemed like he was saying like initially when he was saying that it seemed to me like he was it was so hard to tell like because like right when you saw him you're like okay this is a bad guy but then you're like, is he a bad guy like um, Negan or is he a bad guy like the governor, you know, to like pull those yeah. tropes out? Like, is he is he chaotic evil or is he lawful evil? What is he, you know? And as it turns out, he's a fucking psycho. He, he like thinks the cordyceps are like a great idea. And he's yeah, like, he, yeah, he gives a whole thing about cordyceps for love or some shit. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's. He's saying like it brings out cordyceps bring out the truth or something. Yeah. Well, he's like they're evolu- he's basically saying they're like evolutionary, evolutionarily perfect. And at that point, you're like, oh no, he's crazy. He's like, he's not only evil, he's like crazy evil. Yeah. You know? I mean They were saying that like there's like a lot of uh, like he's Satan basically in the episode. Like yeah, like, I could like a Satan figure. I could see that. Pastor Dave, I guess, is a mother word for Satan or some shit. Oh, I don't Jesus. know. Yeah, I, don't, I was like watching. Something. Well, yeah, it was re- it was really good. Um, I'm surprised. A lot of people are talking about how they were surprised and everything, but like, I mean, it's an HBO show. 
yeah, it just seems like this is like, well, of course there would be some weirdo religious cannibal cult during yeah, this time. I mean, I mean, just, like, I mean, if you watched so far in the show, we've gotten multiple iterations of like what towns could be. So yeah, the, the, the Q zone or whatever they called it. Yep. Yeah. The quarantine first, zone. First and second episode. Mm-hmm. Then, then they go out to the world and you get your like, you know, your fucking libertarian anarchist uh, city with yeah. and then you get your communist society with uh, Joel's brother and his mm-hmm. wife and then you get this weird like religious cult cannibal yeah. cult society you know they're going to run to all kinds of kinds of groups yeah you know it's like it's just you know there's no there's really no government like there's government controlled areas but they don't have control of the entire country, right you know or whatever it's completely like lawless in a lot of ways you know so you're gonna yeah. run into all kinds of like if there's any surviving groups this is interesting that you know this was a group that like you know the winter was like really cold and they don't have anything so they were yeah maybe, like did he i mean i guess were they always cannibals, or I guess they resorted to cannibals? It's not like they started out as cannibals. It was more like just, no, there's no food. No, he that that's like uh yeah he he even says like look I'm ashamed of this but like we got to do what we got to do, and that's kind of when he starts launching into the cordyceps being like impressive you know like yeah they they do shit like this all the time to help themselves out like i'm and they're thriving and the planet. guy is like uh he's cordycep curious yeah right <laughs> you know well he's like one of those people that like hyper focuses on like you know like trans people and then you find yeah. out his whole like uh hard drives filled with like uh it's crazy porn. <laughs> you know probably like someone like uh michael knowles or yeah yeah or uh or what's that other guy's name the other guy from daily wire uh the, the beard uh matt walsh yeah another, another creep yeah that's just another one of these weird creeps yeah i i obviously that was a perfect segue it was yeah perfect so- like literally i got on a segue no, right. Like uh Job. Like from like like job. Gob. Yeah, gob. All right. Gob. So the, the the transition there is into CPAC. CPAC is a big kind of yearly conservative. This is a uh, real world thing, not a yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry. This is a, part of, like I mean, I'm, it is a little you would think it was a like a joke, like it's not real because if you watched any of this stuff, you'd be like right. come on now. Well, it's like a convention. It's, it's like like a bunch of speakers and they have events. It every and... Year. I feel like they've tried. It used to be once a year, but I feel like with like whatever Griff popularity thing, they've been doing a bunch a year. But yeah. this is the, the main one is around this time, and I think it's in DC. Okay. And they have one every year at CPAC convention, and it just gets more insane every year. Yeah. I mean, like they always get to like a lot of news, but man, this year hardly anyone there yeah very the, I, I really don't know why i'm like i'm kind of confused what happened well it is twofold. matt schlapp did get um who's matt schlapp a, he is the leader of cpac and uh he's also the leader of some other organization um does he do turning points memo no that's charlie kirk yeah i meant like but did he own it but you're right I it is uh who the fuck anyway he he was credibly accused by someone of grabbing a Christian staff. Walker campaign. Yeah, uh, not Christian Walker, Herschel Walker campaign. 
Christian Walker was. Yes, right. Um, um, but but and the male uh, staffer was the guy just came out today, like came out and identified himself and everything. The um, guy who he the, assaulted. Yeah, the guy who got grabbed. Uh, so the grabby, right? The but then, like you had. Um, you had that which kind of diminished attendance and then also a lot of people are kind of like torn up in the air about trump and that really put a dent in their attendance yeah, too. trump was there oh it's interesting it was like a lot of empty seats the whole yeah. time the best there was like a great clip of like kimberly guilfoyle talking and nice. then like c-span cameras moved and people were making tweeting like making jokes like c-span knows what's up right and, like, moving the camera showing this like just tons of empty seats mm. and then trump shows up and it's crazy. All the seats are filled up. Yeah. And then you find out why is that? Oh, because they paid people seven to like fifteen, ten dollars an hour to yeah. be a seat filler during Trump's speech so that it would look like it was packed. And even then it did not look like it was packed. Did not, not look sea packed. Well, they are he is incredibly <laughs> cheap, so yeah. pay for like 50 people or whatever. Um it it was it was weird. You're right. This is supposed to be this big kind of triumphant event, and it seemed like it was kind of like I don't know, like a or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, you know, they, this was probably like they thought it was going to be the craziest year because they could be like, "Look, we won the house." We, yeah. It's you know, we have the Senate, maybe you know this, and that's like, yeah, okay, they won the house by like, but by like five seats. Like, right. Yeah. By like very little. A barrel, you know. It's, so it's nothing to really brag about. And then, like, they don't have the Senate. No, nope. they don't have the majority of the Senate. No, and they don't have the presidency. No, they lost a, a lot of house state houses flip blue this year, yeah. like in twenty twenty two. Um, and the momentum really, I mean, there's still a threat. There's still a threat, especially with like electoral college and just any kind yeah. of things that they do. But the momentum's not with them. But I honestly, I really think like 90% of this just because Matchlap grabbed the junk of a male staff. Right. Well, this is impressive. And I guarantee you that it's like, what's the, what did you say? If, if it's a, a, if a politician, get a Republican, <laughs> specifically Republican right. politician, the only time you'll ever see him resign or anything, face any consequences, is if they're caught with a live male. Live boy. Or a live boy, which sounds yeah okay yep. whatever. Live boy or dead girl or dead girl. <laughs> yeah, match lap caught cranking a live boy. Yeah, plus his last name is and, and he didn't like it. He he complained. He was like, um, he was yeah. The whole story is he like was just giving him a ride home or whatever. And yeah, he like fondling him or some shit, and he didn't come back to pick him up the next day. He like called him up and he's like, dude what yeah. the fuck man you know like uh so i am curious yeah it's like is it that no one likes right-wing stuff anymore or is it because uh the excessive match lap groin check i think it's a uh a, a combination i think some of it's that people are afraid of getting dick slapped um but there's probably an, an equal number of people that are like you know what i'm not they're, they're not on board with trump that maybe their preferred candidate isn't showing up. They're kind of done with the circus. I mean, like, I don't think this is like. Santos oh, wasn't there. Santos. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, well, then they have their uh, the best is they have this like Groyper convention that always coincides with CPAC and yeah. Nick Fuentes guy. They're like they're yeah, like Nazis, and it's great that like there's a hotel nearby that gave them space, and it's just like you know you guys don't have to you can deny them. right yeah. Uh, what a disappointing so, group. Okay, so one of the reasons why we're talking about it, well, besides the fact that it's like ridiculous and yeah. like all these, you know, it's like it's like a who's who of scumbags and it is, yeah. And one of them was the speeches given was from the fifth most popular Daily Wire host. Okay. Do you know who this guy is? Uh, you know, I I did not until recently, uh, until I saw him. Um, he looks plastic, like he's made out of plastic. Um, and he looks a lot like, did you ever, when, when your kid was little, did he ever watch Lazy Town? Yeah. yeah. He looks he like looks one like, of the residents of Lazy Town. Yeah, or like, uh, what's the bad guy's name? Uh, um, uh, well, Sporticus was a good guy. Oh, yeah. Robbie Rotten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Lazy Town. Uh, he does look like a Lazy Town character. Um, he he's, does, like a failed, he's a failed. He's just another failed actor. Like, there's a, you can uh, look it up. His his demo reel is up. Oh just like, and it's all bad acting and stuff. All these guys are bad actors. He was on like Fox for a little bit, and I guess he got kicked off because he would say all kinds of insane shit. Okay, really too. Like, it's like, uh, what was the joke? We talked about this recently, where like someone went like full racist oh, oh yeah adam's the, the mike adam yeah. Scott? Adam, uh, yeah the dilbert guy yeah scott adams is the dilbert adams. guy yeah scott adams he said something that was just like you know he, it's like dude you he, you're supposed to do dog whistles you went too far like yeah. and i think michael knows he's just another right wing asshole pushes like trad shit and he he pushed he goes on stage and tells this like horrible like basically Calling for the eradication of transgender. Yeah, yeah. His, his excuse was that he called for the eradication of transgenderism, not transgender people, which oh. is like a difference without a distinction. You know, it's like saying like we're going to eradicate Judaism. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, saying, okay, I feel better now. Thanks. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, okay, buddy. It's just funny. He's like threatening to like. Stu, uh, I guess like the Rolling Stone and uh, uh, what was it? Daily Beast literally just in the headlines repeated exactly what he said. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't say that. I'm going to sue for libel. And then oh, like, fucking like Daily Beast like fucking changed their headline and shit. I'm like, why are you fucking like Rolling Stone did too, stuff? I think. What? Yeah. Rolling Stone did too. And yeah, I think Rolling Stone of... might have retracted that though. I think they came back with something even like attacking him. But like, okay. but it was like, why even like kowtow to him? Fuck yeah. him. You know, like, it's, yeah. It's like it's, he, he CPAC fucking... was kind of a nothing event this year. And this Michael Knowles was like a nothing person at a nothing event. Like, why? He got the most fucking attention because he said the most like insane shit, yeah. basically calling for the extermination of a group of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know where we ever heard that before in history. And then the guy has, of course, the nerve to like get all upset and be like, "How dare you call me out for the things I said?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, it's such like again, it's like that gaslighting shit, you know? 
<laughs> these guys never own up to their shit. It's like they literally no. say it, and then they're like, "I didn't say it," and you're like, they "Have a blind spot. They can't even see it." You but know? It's not because they, they know that their audience will will back them, and all they have to say to their audience is the left, the commies, the gays, yeah, the liberal, whatever yeah, they want to yeah. say. They're trying to take away my free speech. You got to help me get my free speech. That's all he has to do. He doesn't yeah. have to like. And his audience will be like, you know, they don't like to like, none of his audience members going to be like, well, you, Michael, you, you did say that. Right. I mean, like, I agree with you 100%, but can we like, at least not pretend that you didn't say it? Like, yeah. you, know, you know, none of them are doing that. None of them are right, like, right, right. Well, not like a clear thinking chud that's like, well, Michael, actually, <laughs> you, you, you did say that. I agree with you a hundred percent, but you know, at least uh, yeah. own up to it. <laughs> Good luck. I'm, if anything, I'm disappointed that you won't own up to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am. Yeah. That also adds up. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. So, I mean, like this guy sucks. He's just another fascist. He's and obviously he got the attention that he want. But I yeah. saw him. I saw some other clips of him recently, and he, he's not. And then this guy's like bitching about like. um Getting in trouble, not getting in trouble, but being called out for literally same thing he said. But then he's still double downing. He still believes in everything. He's yeah. not. He's not like backpedaling or trying to like be like, "Well, I actually didn't mean that. I don't want anyone to die, and I'm not trying yeah. to, you know, he do any of that." <laughs> it's like Unreal. he's gonna keep saying the thing he said, and they get mad that <laughs> you're calling him out, and then still say the thing he said. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me see if I can find. I had a funny tweet about that, but like, um, yeah, I posted that picture of him. He looks like such a creep. So he does was, look like the Joker. You had d- done the Devil in the Pale Moonlight. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Devil Pale. He's like, he just looks like he, someone made a joke said like he looks like he's like huffed Smilex gas <laughs> for like. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever dance with the Devil? Yeah, that's. It. I said Daily uh, the Daily Beast and Rolling Stone are fascist apologists, cowards. Well, uh, and then I guess it said the Rolling Stone changed their headline again, though, and it's arguably better than the original. They changed it to CPAC speaker calls for eradication of transgenderism and somehow claims he's not calling for the elimination of transgender people. Yeah, that's <laughs> so that's so it. Baffling. I mean, that's, I'm like, listen, I'm not attacking the reporters. I'm attacking like the actual the yeah. companies for like just kowtowing to this. Like, who gives a shit what the guy from the Daily Wire thinks? Yeah. So, Fuck him. Like it is weird. Him. He's not even he's not even a fucking politician. He's just some he's the fucking fourth or fifth host on a fucking fringe right wing internet network. Yeah. Like, a lot of them are like that too. Like, why do these guys wield so much fucking power? Speaking of another fucking asshole, uh this Shire. Rishik, whatever her name is, Liz sure, yeah. lady. This is a woman who, like, for months was complaining about how people are like trying to like dox her and how dare they give her leave her, mm. you know, her privacy. But then it's like she's still doing that and she's making all kinds of appearances, showing up with her name. That you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you, you you've already like made yourself very clear who you are, like, and you're you're getting mad, but she. She posted like um let me see if I can find this. Yeah, um, yeah. So she's that lives a TikTok person who like 
just post like she she was famous for like her first it was like just like look at these wacky liberals and like well but she would like pick a random user with like 1200 followers and like bring the wrath of the internet down on them you know yeah well yeah well she would have these people get harassed i mean she and like people like matt walsh are responsible for like boston children's hospital having bomb threats sent to them yeah the you're talking about the boston hospital one right the children's hospital yeah yeah, boston. yeah. she's like pretty much responsible for that like it definitely he, amplified it for sure he gives like basically call to actions you know she's like the head person who like tells people to go to like someone's uh house yep. you know or if there's like a, a drag show or something like that yeah. all of a sudden like the proud boys are there harassing everyone she's the one who like kind of amplifies that and makes sure they know that there's something going on yeah she's, just a, she's a fucking terrible person i'm trying to find this thing i'm like what the fuck is it what uh what thing the oh the thing i about her claiming that the adl was like yeah okay her mm. Where the fuck is it? Hold on. Well, they all have martyr complexes. Well, yeah. I'm like, wait. One sec. Yeah. Hmm. How am I? Uh... Oh, wait. Hold on. One second, you know, you could uh, any other fun stuff that you like from uh, <laughs> CPAC from CPAC. It's yeah. just, I, I remember C- if CPAC, if I remember the this is where they had the golden statue of Trump. Remember that? Yeah, and he was wearing that, like oh, red. God, that thing, it was just so comically like okay, it was stupid all the way around. It's like they bought this old Frisch's big boy and they painted it to look like Donald Trump. And then they painted it to be gold. And the whole thing was ridiculous. But, like, they're all such re- religious zealots. And this is clearly, like, building a golden calf or something and worshipping it. I mean, it's just, like, a really good kind of encapsulation of all this shit that's just crazy or wrong about CPAC. Um, right. I don't I don't know. I mean, it, it was nice to see it so lightly attended this year. Um, that was pretty funny. So the a- she writes, the ADL, which is the Anti-Defamation League, mm-hmm. stated goal is to stop the defamation of Jewish people. Use a photo of me, a Jew, to bully anyone that disagree with them. With They are also defamed oh, yeah, yeah. Jew by calling me an anti-LGBT ex- uh, extremist. The ADL is a complete joke. And I'm like, mm. okay, I, I wrote, just because you're Jewish doesn't give you cover for being a bigot. And why do yeah. you so many Nazis prop you up? You're a Jewish person which refuses to condemn Nazis. You should be ashamed of yourself. Mm. All true. Yeah. This one for uh, Cody Johnson wrote, you're proudly anti-LGBT, though, right? You called them cockroaches on television. What is a defamatory statement? <laughs> what is the defamatory statement? And uh, it's crazy because it's like, I don't know, why would the Anti-Defamation League call this woman out? I don't know. There might be like a history connection between the uh, death, the persecution and murder and death of LGBT people in Nazi Germany. In, early days in nazi germany yeah and uh you know and also like the whole thing is and this is why i i don't trust any anyone that claims they're like uh they're they believe in the rights of like 
you know, like uh, we're persecuted people, but yeah. then they start attacking other people. I don't, I don't, I'm like, mm, there's something not kosher about that. Like yes. you have to be able to recognize, uh, like you have to defend everyone. Like if you're yeah. calling for like the, uh, you know, like, Hey, we have a problem with anti-Semitism. Well, usually if there's a problem with anti-Semitism, it's probably a really good chance. There's like uh anti-LGBT uh, problem too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't like, can't those things it. rarely happen in a vacuum. See, like one of the most disgusting things that I—that's why another reason why I hate—I don't like Dave Chappelle—is he does this thing where he tries to act like he's this like black activist guy, like yeah. like oh look at this they you they're attacking uh, like he tries to make it like one that there's no black LGBT people yeah it's hysterical that he he's he uses that while attacking LGBT people yeah and it's like. Mm, you know, or like it's right. something like a turf. A turf does that, where uh, they claim they're for women's rights, and they attack trans people. Yeah, uh, and the joke is they just hate trans people. They don't really care about women's. I rights. I will. I know we've talked about this before, but I'm still so baffled uh, as to how the gay rights community made so much progress and then like lost it all overnight. You know what I mean? Um, well, they gave the right to marry thanks to like that case of the Supreme Court making it federal. That they I just meant in public, like public opinion. Like it seemed like in the 90s or late 90s, we were on the cusp of this being a done issue. Like Bush came along and in 2004, yeah. he was a, attacked LGBT people. Um, making a whole thing about anti-gay marriage yeah so he could get reelected. so everyone would forget there was this thing called the iraq war mm-hmm. um and um that kind of like it's interesting it's like it it hurt gay people but the same way it also like accelerated support for gay True. people yeah on a national and it, it oh, people realize like wait i have like a brother or i have a cousin or my dad my uncle my mom my aunt, right. <laughs> me my sister you know any of them but it's like they realized sure. like holy shit like i like and i think you saw that starting to become accepted and i think it's like the joke about george w bush using being almost like yeah <laughs> he deserves no thanks whatsoever right at all like the mm. guy sucks and the Bush administration sucks for like using gay people as a way to get reelected. That's so crazy, yeah. But in a way, it kind of just like made things more warp speed. The, the, the trans thing is a different story because, you know, that was the thing. I was watching something with Michael Knowles uh, after this where he's yeah. talking about he's claiming that like trans people basically never existed until 2015. Oh, Lord. They never were an issue until 2015. Yeah, well, yeah, trans people never existed throughout humanity ever. Like, there's never been like a third sex, or you know, if you if you've done no research or studying or uh, know anything about history of the world, no, nah, yeah. he's right. 2015. Yeah, they just came out of the ground like a potato. Like fully formed. What? Fully formed. Yeah, they were like, yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, it, it started with that bathroom bill. That, that guy in North Carolina was in North Carolina. Yep, I think so. That asshole tried pushing through it. Really, it started there. And they were able to like get people on board to attack trans people using yep. guys like Joe Rogan to say, like, hey, look, they're 
there, this dude's pretending to be a lady so he could win in sports all of a sudden yeah you know you had all these uh these meatheads claiming yeah. female sports that that's funny uh, and that's a, you know, that's a way to get people on your side. And, and then mm-hmm. once you get them, then you could really start hitting them over the head with just straight up bigotry. And yeah. it's not even about female sports at all anymore. All of a sudden you're attacking children and mm-hmm. you're defaming people. Like I saw that fucking one guy, I, I sent you that, that, uh, anti-wokeness. What is it called? Like some fucking creep. This, uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, I sent that to you. It, yeah, it would cover a lot it's a of things. Literal, it's a literal Nazi account. Like, it, it is. It's like a straight-up Nazi account. Um, it's hard to see how any of these would stand up to scrutiny. You oh, know? End of Wokeness is what he's called. And he's posting this image attacking this man. He's like, this father transitioned his son into a girl at three years old. My daughter will never go through male puberty mm-hmm. or something like that. And he's trying – and like, dude, why do you – Leave this guy fucking alone. Clearly, <laughs> they knew what was up. They forced this kid to become a girl. Yeah. The kid clearly identified as a woman, even at that age. Sure. Little girl, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Gender norms, you know. It's like the people, I guess, like Target decided, like, we're going to take girls off of the doll section. And we're going to take boys off. <laughs> we're just going to take the signs off. And some people, like, lost their shit. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not like they start mixing brat dolls with, like, right. Star Wars or something. You know what I mean? It was, like, still in clear sections. It was just like, yeah, you know, we're not going to say girls on top anymore. It's literally just going to be, yeah. like, whatever. Personal and, preference. of course, right wing got lost their shit. Mm. And I said, I said, I wrote it, like, you have no idea what they're going through. You're just a creep looking behind from a light pole down the street, foaming at the mouth. Get a light. Oh, figure. nice. Yeah. Like, like you don't know what this family's going through. No. Why do you mind their? Why do you mind your own fucking business? That's really hard for some people. Mm. But this is like a huge account. End of end wokeness. I mean, it's got almost it's got over eight hundred thousand uh, followers on Twitter. And mm. he, he he uses like that. Uh, so I mean, it looks like a straight up like Nazi account. But yeah, it's yeah. That Bojack with that. You ever seen that? Yep. The- that guy. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, that's what this lady, too, is Shire, whatever, that lives in TikTok. And she was at fucking January. Sandra Levy. Yeah, Sandra <laughs> Levy. Like, I know it's not the same person. I don't, what? I know it's not the same person. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like when you said, like, LGBT people are losing their rights, or you just think, like... No, I meant losing ground. Like, it... it I think that was the goal, though. They started with trans people, and now, you know... You noticed it, you know, like, yeah. you noticed it mostly last year when all of a sudden they started attacking just gay people in general. Trying yeah. To I'm just, I'm still surprised. People. I mean, I saw it happen. I mean, I know, I'm not sure saying it didn't happen. Can't adopt, making sure, like doing all kinds of crazy laws and stuff in certain states. Yeah. And that's what I knew too. I'm like, any, you know, you get these like right wing gay people, like they would get like Milo or whatever, and he would attack trans people. And it's like, okay. This is bullshit. So, because you, <laughs> of course, they're going to go after you next. Yeah. They're going after them. They're going to go after this group next. You know, yep. it's like, that's why I like, they're not going to stop at just trans people. Like, oh, okay, no. no. Job's no. done. We're happy. We just, we just thought that was a little too weird. <laughs> no, that's not it. 
They're going to go after the other group next and the other group next. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we got next? Oh, um, well, we, I mean, have we, what? If this kind of goes into the Tucker Carlson stuff, it's not exactly the Fox news story. Well, what, uh, that, what is the Fox News story? I mean, it's Tucker Carlson, right? Yeah, well, there's there's two parts to it. The, the one part is Dominion um, suing Fox News yep. for all this stuff, which is kind of a thing that's ongoing. And the other thing is Tucker Carlson getting all the January 6th tapes. So Kevin McCarthy is, made a big deal saying, like, you know, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, um, yep. I took 16 times to win his election yeah that was, was hilarious like, yeah yeah it was pathetic um and he announced that he was going to basically give he got all the footage that he's got all the real footage yep and uh he was like i'm gonna give it to tucker carlson well he, he like, first what? said like, why would you just give it to tucker carlson he said first it the american people de- deserve to see it i'm going to release it to the public and then he gave it all to Tucker and said, well, Tucker gets to decide what you see. And that was like a uh, the first thing that really pissed off um, Democrats, really. But, you know, people in general, too. Yeah. Because I mean, Tucker, yeah, go ahead. What? Tucker Carlson has only released like not much and it doesn't really show much. It's you know, like it's the same thing as like the Twitter. I said it's like the same energy as the Twitter files thing. That yeah. It might take right? the Elon Musk thing. It really doesn't expose anything. So he's like, no. this one video of like a cop walking with the the uh, QAnon shaman or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was it. Yep. You know, this is kind of like the same thing of like, again, I don't think it matters if he shows anything new or not. The whole point is just deny any of the damage that was caused by yeah. generous. You know, it's like the same thing with Michael Knowles or that lives a TikTok lady getting like, how dare you call me out for the thing I do all the time? You know, right. like it's the same thing, you know, like he, Tara Carlson could show literally the same footage we've seen a thousand times, just show, edit it so that we don't see like, you know, a cop getting hit with like a fucking flagpole or right. like yeah. fingers chopped off or whatever, or wind, you know, glass being broken and everything. He just has to show like people walking in nicely and like, they're just there to like, express their views like yeah just insane that like there's all this footage out there it's there to be seen of mm-hmm. all the violence all the chaos and he he can just go on his show and just cherry pick shit and say like mm. no no that happened no that it's like saying like 9-11 didn't happen not like i don't mean like the conspiracy of 9-11 being like mm. whatever you want to believe i mean like literally say 9-11 didn't happen like what do you mean? There was no buildings. They never fell. You know what I mean? Like, like that's kind of like almost what it, it's like. He's trying it did, to yeah. this. It's like he's trying to make it sound like there was no January 6th. It was just a bunch of people who came there. They were very peaceful. Sure. And innocent people. And you're like, what are you talking about? The Capitol was like, there's like that image when everyone climbing up, like yeah, yeah. smoke bombs and like fire. And you're like, what? Like that fucking bitch from Fresno, that real estate lady, literally smiling in front of broken glass. Like, yeah, that lady from Fresno, Texas. Like, yeah. There. Oh, Frisco. Yeah. Frisco. Sorry. Yeah. Frisco. Yeah. She's standing in front of a broken window at the Capitol, like, like smiling. Like, 
fuck these people. Yeah, Tucker Carlson sucks, but it's interesting. He's like, he's doing like a tightrope dance where it's like, how do I push this bullshit, but also try to avoid saying that Trump won? Yeah. Because that's the whole Dominion lawsuit, right? Is that like if you if Fox comes outright just says Trump won the 2020 election, you're basically pushing that lie still, which yeah. strengthens Dominion's you know, winning that case and getting, you know, God knows what they sued him for. Jeez. Uh, I thought it was like a whole bunch. I thought it was like 1.5 billion. Are you talking about like the dollar amount? Is that what you're asking? Or well, it's like an insane this- amount. I mean, yeah. but they, they're like skirting that line of like, what can we get away with? Like, we'll mm. say, we'll just deny how January 6th was, but we won't outright say that Trump, uh, yeah. And then the, there was footage mostly that came out that shows that Tucker Carlson hates Trump. Yeah, he was caught on on audio saying that. Um, I, yeah, I can see that actually makes a lot of sense to me. You know, like that he would secretly hate Trump. You know, there was a great video the Majority Report I was listening to today. They played a clip of this is from years ago where yeah. Tucker Carlson says like this very revealing thing about. Uh, uh, who was the guy? Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. He calls out Bill O'Reilly for being this fake where he says that like Bill O'Reilly's whole existence was to tell you he's like the everyman and you have to keep this like facade up, even though he's like this millionaire who has this mm-hmm. show, he's very powerful. And then he gets caught on like an airplane, like telling someone to get in his caviar or whatever. The the jig is up. The right. gone. And it's just funny because you watch that clip of him and he seems like this like honest genuine person this is like a decade ago i think yeah five years ago and it's like dude where does that guy go i'm not to say this Mm. guy always sucked he was a pro-iraq war person he's a asshole he's a piece of shit but i remember watching that clip and i was like wow he's actually like being somewhat genuine right getting on bill o'reilly but i guess he got bill o'reilly's spot um but like what what are these tapes supposed to prove um what do you mean the the tapes? The, the tapes that Kevin McCarthy gave him. Like, what are they? I, well, they're supposed they to. Just, I guess they're supposed to prove a whole bunch of things. One of them being that, like, it wasn't as violent as they said. A second one being that the cops really showed them in. Um, a third being that, like, you can see FBI informants amongst them or Antifa agitators. Um, the whole thing no is agitators there. The whole thing kind of baffles me because, like. I don't I can't think of a single Democrat that would care if you threw an Antifa protester in jail if that Antifa member was really doing something like that. You know, yeah. like no, I mean no. And I mean I don't like see the difference between well run one, there's no group called Antifa, like meaning well, yeah. no like organized group, but you can say that the Proud Boys worked with Republicans. That's a fact. Yeah. But they like hand in hand with them. The other thing I think would be like um i i i think they want the tapes to show that like the cops were in on it too but well, like, it's like wait nobody so cares know. then you would throw the cops in prison too none of that makes and the january 6th like, okay wait you're telling me there's pro-trump cops i'm shocked i can't believe that right i mean like the the point if a cop helped the crowd boys into the capitol when they shouldn't have been in there it's that doesn't mean it's not a proud boys problem it means it's a problem 
it's a multifaceted problem. It's it's a problem with the Proud Boys. That nothing changed that what they did was wrong. Some of the it's, cops let these people in too because they didn't want to get killed. Yeah. And it's hard to say, like, if if a guy opens is like banging around outside, maybe you open it up and say, Hey, come on in here. What are you doing? You know, like there's a I don't know, there's a whole bunch of shit that could have happened. Anyway, this tape thing is kind of like blowing up in their face because it it hasn't shown anything you know it's uh Um, like what is it like uh geraldo geraldo's yeah i'm gonna tweet that real quick yeah i mean it really is it's it's like there's nothing there and and it's a little surprising because like look i hate Tucker Carlson and, and his shtick, but he's usually pretty good at it. I mean, you would have thought he could find some video and make a story. I, I don't know. You would have thought he'd be able to exploit this better, but he's not been able to. Yeah. It's just, it's a little, it's baffling and depressing. So. Yeah, I'm doing a lot Capones. Yeah. Oh, t- Said uh, Tucker Carlson, January six tapes are his Al Capone's vault. Yeah, right. That's not right. That sound like that a good sounds song? right. Yeah, so, Tucker Carlson, January six tapes are his Al Capone's vault. Well, it was. That's what it was. It was Al Capone's vault, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I remember that. Like, what was Geraldo thinking? Like, he was gonna get like gold or something? Like, what did he think he was gonna uncover? <laughs> I don't know. I I watched that on TV. I thought he thought it was going to be money or gold or yeah. I thought he was going to. He thought it was going to be some financial stuff. I remember them speculating like with evidence, you know, like well we know he was into this, so maybe it was that. I saw a bunch of that type of stuff, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was nothing. Um, And I guess it was like a really like a watched big event and it was a i watched it i mean it, I, I remember it being a reasonably big event it ruined his career um, right he never he never fully oh worked. yeah he didn't that, that was kind of a joke for a long time you know you'd hear letterman uh joke about it in the evening and i mean it was like it got into the popular culture pretty quick anything that would make him a serious journalist died that day basically yeah I think the problem with that, though, is that that was like a mainstream thing but Tucker Carlson, you know he gets to escape on fox news he doesn't he will never face until Fox News is tired of him and fires him. But it's not like you think the audience gives a shit? No, no. The tapes could be a nothing burger. They'll still just they'll just say the same thing, like, oh well, you know, Nancy Pelosi erased the real footage. Yeah. Yeah. Well that I mean these are conspiracy theorists they will always find something to like yeah. support their i love to say like why did nancy pelosi call the cops <clears throat> trump is in charge the white house is in charge of dc not yeah. nancy pelosi it's exhausting like going onto twitter these days and like trying to participate in conversations because like a lot of them just circle back around to like, oh, it wasn't original paint or I'm, you know, they, they keep looking for this external reason as to why things went poorly. Um, when nine times out of 10, it's because of something they did, you know? I mean, it just is. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't know what else would come out of it. Like I said, I don't think even if it's, if it's a complete nothing burger, which we all know it is. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's going to hurt Tucker Carlson. It's not like Tucker Carlson's trying to like vie to be on like, uh, you know, 
yeah 60 minutes like he's on the number one like that's what i love too when all these like any of these idiots that watch like fox and they say like you watch mainstream media it's like no right fox is mainstream media literally like tucker carlson is supposedly one of the most watched programs in the country like he's mainstream as fuck oh yeah i mean we don't think it's mainstream because we think it's crazy but if the majority of people are watching it that makes them mainstream it's by definition yeah yeah mm. uh so like he's not like he doesn't have to be he's in a sweet spot he does not have to show credibility it's mm. actually great it's like he has more of an opportunity to get away with shit than bill riley could ever have oh because the funny thing is like he's right he said bill riley sells himself as the everyday man third carlson does he sell himself as the everyday man no i'm curious if people like watch him and think like oh yeah here's a guy who grew up in levittown just like bill riley working class. right like, no everyone knows he's like a little rich fauntleroy like mm. and he went to like a print a fancy like private school prep, yeah like, prep schools and all that and i mean like we all know who he's what was it oh yeah he was part of like what was it like the dan white society or some shit which mm. is the name of the guy who killed harvey milk Oh, geez. Yeah, in college, he was part of the Dan White Society or something. Right. So he's always been a piece of shit. This, yeah. is not, this isn't new. No, it's just like kind of accelerated a little. And the joke is the guy's rich as fuck if he does this show or not. He doesn't have to do this yeah. show. Yeah. Like I said, I think he gets a go. He's in this sweet spot where he doesn't have to face. He will never. He could lie all the time. Yeah. And the only way he'll face any type of credibility is if he's sued. Well, hopefully Dominion will take care of that. I don't know. know. Yeah, I and like I said, I think he's that's the other thing about this January 6th thing. It's like, how do you separate the January 6th thing from the Trump lie about the election? And yeah, you you know, it's like like I said, they're working they're walking on a tightrope. It's like like why were the people there for January 6th? Well, they were there because Trump lied and got these people all ginned up saying that uh, and they tried basically stealing an election. Yeah. Right. And he was actively inviting there and stuff. I mean, he, he was kind of pulling the strings behind it. Oh, oh Trump. Trump. Yeah. 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 All right. Hmm. Well, I don't know. There's really nothing else to be said about that. Yeah, it, not really. Like I said, it's just we just read it real quick. It doesn't matter what's on there. Yeah. Just push the same bullshit lies and conspiracies. Speaking of conspiracies, do you see uh dude? There's a great um what are those guys called the good liars? Those two guys, like, uh old guy, yeah, guy. They go up to, like Trump supporters and they, they ask them like questions. You know, the uh, good liars. Yeah, no, I'm familiar with it. I just haven't seen like a recent one. If you're referring okay, so to there's a... one where they talk to the guy, the guy who pretends to be um JFK Jr. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can find good liar, good liars. JFK guy. JFK <laughs> Jr. Oh God, it's so fucking funny. It is so weird. Yeah, they went. They went to CPAC. Uh, this guy's named Dave Ram. Uh, he's one of them. He's the short okay. guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the, let me see if the CPAC the yeah, yeah. Uh, the video of him talking to the keyword the guy who pretends to be. I mean, this guy's like living the high life. He's going on like a tour bus and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they bring up a good point and say like, how is it that like. Like he said, how did you survive or something? The guy you wouldn't answer. Right. Wow. Let me see if I can find this video. Oh man, it's not showing up. Uh. 
liars meet man who may not be JFK. Good liars, <laughs> man who may not be JFK Jr. They make a joke saying like they're talk. They, he refuses to answer any questions. He just gets on the bus. He's wearing like an Ashley Babbitt shirt. This guy. This guy's so gross looking. Yeah. Like, JFK Jr. was this like good looking guy, and this guy looks like uh, he looks like so- Joe Camel. <laughs> He looks like if JFK Jr. was left out of the sun and turned into a raisin, I guess. Sure. Or that. <laughs> if he was a grape, I guess. That's a, so they're talking and they have like that great, that their voices are so good. Yeah. Like, like it's interesting, you know, he's like, I'm 6'3", and JFK Jr. was 6'1". Mm. That guy was definitely not... <laughs> like right. He's the same height as the short one, who's clearly like probably 5'8", or whatever. And it's so funny. It's like, why? That's how you know these people are lost. If anyone yeah. believes this guy's JFK Jr., you have yeah. no critical thinking skills. Right. And it's, yeah. And it's tough to argue that you do. It's tough to- right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to use a lot of critical thinking skills to believe you. Like, yeah. It's, we'll that's a tough a one. To that's a, lose a lot. big hill to climb. That's big- Speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so the, we were going to say John Oliver, Ron DeSantis. Was there anything specific from that you want to talk about? Or well, just like Ron DeSantis is a shithead? We know that already. Yeah, he, that's why I kind of like debated as to whether or not this was worth like an entry in the uh, the list tonight. You you had seen the John Oliver. He did like an eight and a half minute bit with John, not with uh, DeSantis, but on Ron DeSantis. And I, I saw it too, and I watched it again after you and I talked about it. Um, and it was good. It was a kind of a masterful takedown of, of yeah. Ron DeSantis. Um, I, I look. I find Florida really difficult to understand. I mean, like Republicans underperformed everywhere in the country, but overperformed in Florida. And it's um, not like they're. They, it's not like they deserve to perform well in Florida. Right? No, Florida. Yeah, house, home, uh, insurance prices have gone up insane. Crazy. Cost of living's gone up. I mean, it's like nothing's super different about Florida than anything else. The only thing I keep coming back to is that, like, look, Florida is a service economy state. Most people work in the service industry. When that got shut down for the coronavirus thing under Trump, um, a lot of them were probably struggling to make ends meet. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, that's the only thing I can think of. But, like, I don't know that that explains. But anyway, Florida's gone super red. You know, most of these other states, yeah. like Georgia's gone maybe purple. Uh, Arizona's gone maybe purple. You know, I mean, like, aside from Virginia, the other outlier here, Florida's just like a big outlier, you know? So anytime I see Ron DeSantis, it's just like, you know, that's in the back of my head. Um, anyway, so J- John Oliver didn't go through that in the, the video clip, but that's kind of what put John uh, Ron DeSantis on the radar for us to talk about. Well, real quick, get out of the way, going back to CPAC, another, you know, he wasn't there. Right. But the joke is, is that, like, you know, I guess the establishment Republicans, like the NSBC Republicans, or, yeah. them, or Fox News, too, Fox News, the mainstream Republicans, are pushing this guy. But I guess on a national level, and even like when it comes to the conservative party and stuff like that, they're not taking the bait. So I guess they did the like CPAC straw polls. Of course, Trump wins. Uh, he didn't even come in first as a VP pick, Ron oh. Carrie Lake came in first. Of yeah. Which I think it's hysterical. It's like, oh, Carrie she's, Lake. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, this is a joke. But, right. like, not, and not a good one. No. Um, but the fact is that this guy didn't even come in, like, 
second or third, I think, in this right. for VP. Like, okay, so like, what about? I mean, was there anything specific that he talked about in the episode? I, I watched him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't remember a lot of it. Like, it kind of. I saw it days ago, and it kind of like went, whoo, you know, I was sort of baby growing. Yeah. Flip into Cherry Blank's arms, and I—it's like I don't even know what Ron DeSantis is anymore. Yeah, like, I don't. I mean, I don't remember a, a play-by-play play of the video, but it was I like had a perfect recount. Ron DeSantis has just gone like comically over the top with his, uh, with his demands and his his ideas, and honestly, Florida's giving him everything he wants. Yeah, know? that's the crazy um, thing. It's like. It, I mean, if you want to talk about like how this guy is scary, is that like this guy's getting everything he wants in Florida? I mean, yeah. And like, you think he, he'll do the same if he became president? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't yeah. understand. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't, if we don't have anything specific to talk about from the thing, I mean, we know he sucks. We talk about this guy a little too much, I think. Yeah, but, I think so. Too. I mean, that's I guess that's the other danger is like it elevates him. Um, I mean, I think it's important to bring up that he sucks, but I mean, what what what's new? He yeah, that's making it hard for people to read books in in the school. He's <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, I guess that's I mean, it. You know, he's 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 still. I mean, out listen, there still I, I'm glad that John Oliver uh, brought up did a whole segment on him maybe we should have watched it before we talked yeah, about it but it I, I remember it i mean it wasn't like like i said i mean I don't, I don't remember it point by point by point but it was just all the it was the litany of things and that that desantis has been doing um and it's it's scary it's like scary stuff it's like they're, they're one of the latest ones is he wanted if you were a blogger writing about yes. him he wanted you to register register yeah. with the state like what's like and you can imagine yeah. you imagine for a moment Biden doing that or you know or Newsom doing that you know like making conservative bloggers register with the state i mean it's just uh, it's, it's la- you know it's just like double speak shit where like you got guys like Joe Rogan <clears throat> saying the reason why he likes uh Ron DeSantis because he's like he thinks he's like the freedom candidate and that that yeah. is the freedom state and you're like what and then you hear all these stories that are going on when it comes to education reporters and everything you're like yeah. fuck, fuck but they still here. they keep voting for him you know I mean like part of me would like to kind of invent some conspiracy theory and I think there is some I think there look, I think there's something there with shadiness over voter registration and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the Republicans still would be running away with these races. Yeah. You know, I mean, like they would be. The people who live in Florida who vote are voting Republican, you know, and despite or maybe because of all this really bad behavior. So yeah, they love it. That's why I said yeah. it doesn't it's like Tucker Carlson with the videos. Doesn't matter if there's any truth in there. It doesn't make a fucking difference. The point is to just constantly obscure the facts, obscure reality, distort reality. And it's like, it doesn't matter if this, you know what? I mean, like, has any of these idiots realized like their taxes have gone up because of him? No. I mean, that's the thing is that like Florida's gotten really difficult to live in, you know? 
and the I don't know. It's 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 inexplicable to me that they keep. And this guy has no charisma. That's the other no. thing crazy too. It's like this whole. It's this whole thing. You're just like you look at him. You're like, what? The guy looks. What like- is? What am I missing? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Like I guess that's it. Mm. Yeah, it's like, what am I missing here? It's like the same thing with like Trump. Like, what brain virus? I mean, fuck. It's like looking at Hitler. Yeah. What about this guy that you find appealing? Right. Like this guy. He looks like a fucking clown. Mm. Yeah, let's yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, what <laughs> about this person that appeals to you? And and usually it's just it's racism, yeah. bigotry. That's really mm. all it is. They won't admit to it. But that's they, that's they, the, the crux of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like literally all of it. It is like it is the reason why they can get away with anything. When Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson can say what the fuck he wants, when the why Michael Knowles can lie and say say out of one side of his mouth, I didn't say anything, and that the other mouth literally call constantly call for the eradication of a group of people. Yeah, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 our media is completely split, and one side has no standards. If you, as long as you stick to the script, you could get away with murder. Yeah, yeah. No, we've seen that time and time again. Well, um, go ahead. What I was going to talk about, Marion Williamson. Oh just... yeah. Speaking of uh, chuds, now I don't, <laughs> I don't have a problem with this woman at all. And honestly, yeah. I, I don't really like. So she announced a run for president, and right. um, I don't even know what party she's running under. Um, I think she's running for the Democratic nomination. I, I don't think so. I don't think she's running as a Democrat. If oh. she she's going to get completely uh, eviscerated like well, she won't I, even... think, I think she's running in the green party then right she's running in green i don't even fucking know i'm like know. well i you know she announced it and i was like come on i'm like like listen this is not a like i liked her during the campaign because there were like yeah. other candidates when she was around she didn't even like i don't even think she even made it to like december i think she like she didn't make it to even the primary vote. She was yeah. considered a joke. She's the orb lady. She's right. like some weird, you know, she was like an, another Oprah character. Um, and, you know, she's well-meaning, but I'm like, what about her that makes her a better politician than, than Joe Biden? I mean, I'm yeah. just like, what is she, what does she have like a machine? Does she like, no, not a machine like a little machine, like a like an apparatus a voting yeah yeah like a, no I know what you mean like like a, a, does she have a, a, a treasury does like, she have a social media team does she does have she a yeah. for anything like she made any accomplishments when it comes to like like I think her becoming president all of a sudden we're gonna have universe we're gonna have meta what do you call it? we're gonna have uh, Medicare, Medicare for, for all. all no yeah. and I don't think she even was for it when she ran. In 2020, I don't think she ever said she was for it. She no. said she was for like love or some shit. If you look at her her website, she outlines her positions, and they're all kind of vague. I guess I'm with you. I don't I don't have a problem with her per se. It seems um, like a waste of time. It does. It seems like a waste of time. The one thing I will say, and I said this at the right when we first started doing the episode tonight, I said I have some thoughts pro and con about this. I do like it when a weirdo candidate gets in and influences the debate before exiting you know what i mean like let's just say exiting I mean, part's very important 
It is. They got to get out of the way. Because, like, like, and I, I, look, he turned out to be a grifter, and I don't like the guy, but, like, Andrew Yang is a good example of that. I wasn't, I was never going to vote for Andrew Yang. I didn't want Andrew Yang to win. I knew he wouldn't win. I was grateful he was in there talking about raising the minimum wage or all that kind of stuff, because, like, people should be talking about that. Well, no, his whole push was UBI. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. If you just one, you always be like, "Well, how do you think this is going to install?" That never I felt like was asked. And then if you asked him another question, he would basically get rid of all social programs and have this bullshit UBI. Yeah. But he, his UBI was crap because it was like, okay, well, what are you going to do to prevent like you know people getting extorted now from this money? You know, the funny thing is, we actually witnessed this in 2021 with uh, we got checks, the UBI yeah. with the stimulus. And what well, happened during that stimulus? What that's uh, a lot of people stole that money. <laughs> well, no, I businesses. Mean, you saw crypto schemes pop True. up like crazy. People probably wasted all their fucking True. stimulus money on bullshit and like you know all kinds of bullshit collectibles and everything. Like the whole markets were like going crazy, and there was tons of crypto schemes around that time and nft bullshit and that's kind of like where he comes from though he's like you know he's like a trojan horse for like peter Thiel. i understand what you're saying on the surface the discussion of ubi is an interesting thing to have it's like okay well how are we going to have this and like you think that that's going to go through we can't even get like no but like healthcare. I, but like having an Andrew Yang, and like I said, he's a bad example because he turned out to be a grifter. But having an Andrew Yang participate in the process briefly switches it, switches the question from should we have UBI to well, how can we have UBI? Yeah, it, it, it's it's like he played a role in that, and and look, I'm not even sure I can like defend that claim. His UBI but... too was a cover for. Uh, you know, like Silicon Valley schemes. Yeah, like, but even even so, it's like okay. So Andrew Yang introduced the idea. The way he introduced it was kind of shitty. It. It's always existed. It's I just, I know, but like he made it his platform. Yes, and then it got talked about. Then all of a sudden, you you saw other Democratic candidates having to talk about it, and they never would have wanted to talk about it before. Right. They didn't want to talk about UBI because it was a headache. It's a yeah. a sticky subject. But like Andrew Yang's up there talking about it, so now maybe you know that former governor who's the the Colorado governor that was Kits was it not Kitzhaber? Um, well, anyway, you ha- you have other candidates talking about it. You know, so I I like candidates like Marianne Williamson or. Um, I like candidates like that getting involved in the process. Sadly, they're often grifters like Tulsi or um, Yang. But I agree with you. I don't think Williamson is a grifter candidate. You know, Um, I think. I mean, I think she's a grifter because I think what is her purpose? And I think she's going to get a bunch of donations from a bunch of rooms. Mm. It's not going to go anywhere. It's like, I feel like we live in these times now where you know, I feel like people need to like kind of hold on to their money a little bit or use it yeah. more wisely. And the idea of like, you know, I got loans I got to pay, but I got to donate to Marianne Williamson's uh, pathetic yeah. failed attempt. At, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that bugs me the most is that it is. 
It is a grift. She knows she has no chance. What is she going to introduce that's going to change the course of the election in 2024? We have one candidate who's the president right now, and he's going to run on like, hey, you know, I'm Joe. I'm keeping the job going. Let's make sure. And then you're going to have another one that is like a complete fascist. It's either going to be Trump or DeSantis Mm -hmm. or some other sewer monster. (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to be preaching something. And Mary Lemson will just come in and say something. She's not going to change the mind of True. Joe Biden. She's not, and she's not, and Joe Biden's just going to be like, uh, yeah, I agree you know, a lot of things, but we got to like right. you know, make sure the country's not taken over by yeah. a fascist sewer monster. And right. I just think she's going to add nothing, absolutely nothing and i don't understand the appeal of her from like uh like i'm sorry this is like the same thing with like jill stein i'm like mm. I just hate democrats there's a lot of these like i knew a lot of these people that they they like left-leaning things but they came from republican families so a lot of these people what they would do is they they would vote green party so they didn't piss off their republican family. right right and if anything the republican parents are like <laughs> <laughs> you know oh no. yeah like there's a great like i think it was like hard times or the onion it was like trump loving um uncle or and like mm. green party voting in uh like i don't know like he's like happy yeah. to have around you know it's like yeah they serve a purpose they're a spoiler party they really yeah. they've done nothing i i am not this doesn't make me anti-democratic or anything it's like they just they do not they are a literal spoiler party yeah entity yeah there's no like they pop up every four years you hear about them there might be some like small like there might be like a green party mayor somewhere or whatever i I don't know like i don't yeah there usually is like in vermont if they were serious you would have like congress people and senators and and maybe a governor like you know what i mean right oh no i agree they're not a they, and you find out they're getting funded by like Republican groups. So yeah. I just think she's a waste of fucking time. Like I said, I don't hate her. I just think that like she should not like we don't. She doesn't yeah. deserve any like you know. I see like these like left media grifters and like people are like how dare you attack mm-hmm. Mary Williamson or say anything. And I'm like, I have every right to yeah. say that I think. <laughs> stupid like this is dumb it's a waste of time i said i wrote anyone pushing mary williamson for president should not be taken seriously it's not she's not a serious candidate yeah like, she isn't like and uh there's one person a big fan of yours but you know while she not seriously go the primary Biden, we should not accept the candidate any d that doesn't agree with the majority of her positions and wrote, what are the majority of her positions yeah that guy, is- i got to beef this guy Jason Cole is now a Green Party. He says, I'm on our policy team. Her positions are listed here, and we'll be publishing more in the upcoming days. I wrote, like, he's yeah. like, more corporate-owned Democrats will not fight for these policies, and most progressives won't fight back against the corporatists. I'm like, cool, enjoy fleecing people while making false promises. Oh, okay, bud. And then he, like, told me, he, he said, uh, let's see if where is it. Hmm. Uh, he's you like, love your pin. Po- oh, I said, yeah, that's it. I witnessed the Green Party's false promise for decades. Have fun being a spoiled party that makes it easier for Trump, DeSantis, or whatever other hate monger sewer creature the GOP props up. He's like, have fun hating democracy, I guess. And I wrote, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for making it easy for the fascist anti-democracy GOP to take over. He wrote, fuck you, buddy. 
I've been fighting fascists 30 years. Corporate Dems in it. Sure. I, 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 Marion Williamson, uh, I added her and I said, policy team member telling someone to F themselves on social media is clearly the sign of a serious candidate. Uh, oh, God. And then. Yeah, there's a lot there. He He gives a lot of material. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Anyone that's pushing her to be president, it, it, it's a waste of time. That's all I'm saying. It's it, of course it's a grift because if you're donating money to her, it's going literally. You might as well flush it down the toilet. You might yeah. as well take money and flush it down the toilet. Like I'm sorry, but like I just think this election is. I mean, I, I'm so tired. Of oh, this election is more important. We got to make sure we vote Democrat. Yeah. But you know what? We do. That's just a fact. Yeah, and you and you know what? If Mary Williamson was serious, she was a truly serious candidate. She'd run for like senator somewhere. Yeah, you know, run a run a. You know what? Run against Joe Manchin. Like run against fucking. You know what I mean? Like if you're truly this serious candidate who like wants to serve in government and all that, run for mayor somewhere. Run for governor. Run. Yeah. For, run for Senate. Run for Congress. I bet she could have a, she could find a seat somewhere and run for Congress. Yeah. Go to like the weirdest, like go to Oklahoma in the weirdest area and just say you're not a Democrat and you right. fuck, you you end up winning because you're not a Dem and you're in Congress. You know, Slide I, to I, victory, I, yeah. I believe that's an incredibly plausible thing to do in like an area. If you go to an area, oh, and, that's what a lot of people and, have done. And you're so not, George Santos and, did. Yeah, well, George Santos was Republican, though. I'm I know. Saying I'm just saying. That, and he, 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 I'm talking about like she can go out to like somewhere in Oklahoma and run for Congress against someone and say like, "Hey, I, I stand for all these things." And they're like, "You're some Democrat." She could say, "No, I'm not," and they vote for her because they hate mm-hmm. Dems, but they like all the ideas of a Dem. And then you get Mary Lamson in Congress. Yeah, I believe that's more plausible than her failed presidential run where she's just gonna look at be looked at as a joke and i guess the other thing was i saw like i guess uh biden's press secretary someone asked the press secretary about it and the press made a joke saying that she'd have to like go to a crystal ball or something i thought it was funny personally i'm like what that joke works that's what that lady's all about like i'm sorry you know what den i like dennis kucinich you remember him Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's from Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Ohio. Yeah. But let me tell you, I knew his presidential run was done in 2008 when he was at one of the debate stage and he said something about aliens. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. Done. It is over. It is over. You, if the orb lady, uh, yes, <laughs> you can, you should be allowed to make jokes about her. Like, sure. that is. So when I was talking about like grift the candidates, I said that was the other thing too. I said that like, you know, well, let me see if I find it. Yeah. Twitter. Uh I said, any just remember that leftist media pushed clowns like Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. Andrew Yang, and Mary Williamson. All these grifters did was siphon away support from Bernie Sanders. And that's true. They did. In yeah. the early game, like you have you confuse the marketplace. That's that you know what I mean? Like if you like look yeah. at like, politics as like a marketplace, having multiple candidates come out and say that they're the alternative, they're the whatever, they're just as progressive as Bernie. Well, mm-hmm. then you confuse the marketplace when everyone really should have just been 
thrown in with Bernie and like, yeah, the guy that's a serious candidate. He's been Senator for years. He's the guy who's going to get in. He knows how the system actually works. Turned out to be that that was the case, you know, for the most part. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, and they pushed these clowns. And the joke was too, is that none of these three candidates I mentioned were any, like they were not true leftists and everything. I said, what are these clowns doing now? Tulsi Gabbard's a right-wing Fox News chud, which is. Andrew Yang formed a third-party grift, and Mary Lims is taking political donations for a failed run for president. That's the thing that bothers me about it. It's not the whole, like, yeah, she's running. It's the whole, like, the idea that people are going to donate thousands of dollars to this lady, and it's just... Send it to me. Send them, you know, send it to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it, it will amount to the same amount in the end. Like, yeah, I could go out and say, yeah, I agree. Medicare for all. Send me all that money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get the message out. Right. <laughs> Start a newsletter. I just, yeah, I just think like, again, that's, I, I hate like, and and anyone, like I said, anyone that's pushing her, that's in the media or anything like that. You shouldn't take them seriously. Like that's yeah. a sign that that like you're a joke too. Like I saw like this guy Kyle Kalinsky, and he's like this leftist guy. He goes on Rogan a lot, right? And he's like, I don't yeah, know, yeah, politics are weird. And he was like, he's heavily pushing her, and I'm like, that's a sign that this guy's a joke. You shouldn't take him seriously. Yeah, he's telling you that like, like listen, if you don't like Joe Biden, that's fine. You don't have to <laughs> like, him, but you have to like understand the fact that like. Uh, the country would be better off with him for four more years than uh, if Ron DeSantis got in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Biden at least appoints people that are generally good at their job. He's not clearing <laughs> libraries out of books. Yeah. And he's been a, a centrist. I mean, much to my chagrin, but he's he's been more or less a, a centrist, I would say. Although he is like putting a lot of judges on the bench, which is like I would say he's like I said, he ran as a centrist and he's definitely more progressive than most people think. And that's why I said anyone that's pushing for these bullshit waste of time candidates, like he just gotta like grow up. I'm sorry. I know that sounds like like <laughs> there's no way to say it without like it's tough love. Yeah. It's not like this edgy, like edgelord bullshit, like of like, yeah, let's let's vote for her. Fuck Joe Biden. The right. Suck. It's like, I mean, that's the kind of bullshit that you get with like uh people like I know we're we're gonna change the order because I think it's segues. Mm. The kind of people that like this middle ground bullshit or whatever, they claim they're more to the left, but they like they hate the Dems too. And that's like that Russell Brand kind of bullshit. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. Like, and then he, these guys always end up becoming fucking right wingers. It seems that become, way. They Jimmy Dore was another one who was like, "Both parties suck" and everything like that. I'm the true progressive. The guy's a straight up right winger. Like uh, Roseanne Barr is another example. Yep. The Green Party person years ago, she always hated the Dems. I remember she was on like Air America. I remember listening. Mm-hmm, she was like, subbing in for someone. Yeah. Her voice is awful to begin with. So it's like, <laughs> and she kept on calling the Dems like the Democrats or Democrats. Oh my God, really? Like really accentuating the rat part or something, which was like actually right out of the Rush Limbaugh playbook. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh was the one that made the whole like calling the party a Democrat instead of Democrat huh. party. Cause like, and it's funny, you don't think about it, but it's like, yeah, Democrat is a actual like derogatory term to a Democrat. Yeah. Democratic, 
But I think it's like it's funny. It's like easier to say Democrat than it is to say Democratic. Mm. I don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's probably easy branding. But I just feel like you see all these like people in media and like all this stuff, and they they just it's like they call it like horseshoe theory, but like mm. you see all these people who are like claim they're on the left and they end up becoming just chuds. And like I said, Russell Brand is like this example. A good example, yeah. He's like this. I guess he went on Bill Barn. I saw the clip, and he he was just like attacking MSNBC. And the guy was on. He's like, well, "What? If, you're equating MSNBC to Fox? Like Fox? Like you call it MSNBC for like let's say like having too many people that used to be on the George W. Bush sure. administration? Like that's a fair critique, or you know you you can criticize them, but no way in hell." Is there an equivalency to MSNBC and Fox News? Right. Fox News is the literal arm of the Republican Party. Like, and the Republican, yeah. you cannot link the two. And then he started going on, he couldn't answer the question. And so he just does his like little tweety voice. So, like, he does like, <laughs> he sounds like a yeah. chimney sweep or something. And, yeah. you know, because he's just like, it, it, it's like, again, like maybe this guy shouldn't be taken seriously. Clearly, he doesn't understand what he's talking about. He starts talking about like how, uh, MSNBC attacked ivermectin, Joe Rogan for pushing ivermectin. Mm, like, mm-hmm. Well, I would, and I'm like, wait, you don't think that's a valid thing to attack? It's like saying like you can't make fun of Marianne Williamson for, I don't know, having a crystal ball or something. Right. Like, yeah. That is objectively funny. Yeah. It's funny. You cannot say it's not. Like we can argue. If it's a, no, but it's it's, it's funny. You know, it's, it's, it's undeniably so, funny. But you're telling me that NBC, MSNBC cannot report on the fact that you're mm. pushing horse paste and that you should be taken seriously. They had to do clinical trials because of the right way in pushing ivermectin. Mm. So that like money and resources and time wasted having to come out and say, yeah, the thing that we knew didn't help COVID. Guess what? Doesn't help COVID. <laughs> But we wasted, we had to put man hours on what are people hours on it. We had to do all this thing, no, money gone into research and time, time being the most precious resource of all. Yeah. So, come back so we could say to you that that no, it didn't work. And then you still go out and lie because your audience doesn't care what the truth is. Yeah. Yeah, they're not interested in the truth. I because mean, they, they want this narrative, but you come out with the result saying that ivermectin was not a real thing. They could just come out and say, "Well, that's some George Soros lie." Right. Yeah. Globalist agenda, and then they're like, mm, "Right back to square one." Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you're familiar with Russell Brand, right? Yeah. 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 Like he's in a bunch of movies. I feel like, you know, he was in that remake of. Uh, uh, Arthur and it didn't do well. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I think we're paying for it now. Yeah, he's like become like a YouTube guy. It's like new oh. age bullshit. But like I said, it's like he claims he like you know he'll quote Chomsky and all that, but he's pushing like right wing narrative. There was like a photo recently, uh, taking a picture with Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle. Mm. Like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I think you're lost. And then he recently did like an interview with Stephen Crowder. Oh yeah, nice. so yeah. I, I don't know. There's not really anything to say. About it. It's just this guy sucks. Yeah. Well, we have a couple things left. Um, we have um, the Elon tweet. I think that's it. Oh yeah, because we did talk about Russell Brand and stuff. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, the Elon the Elon tweet the Elon tweet. 
I do. Do you? I've blocked Elon Musk. I had to I unblock him, him too, too. But the joke is, if some it you block him, but if you click on his thing, his thing yeah. shows up. No right. one it's, else has that. He has like a secret pass. He has a like an invisible force field on Twitter. Yeah, I blocked <laughs> him, and then I'll click on it that says like this person or whatever. Right. And then you click on it and it shows it. It doesn't do that for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like yeah. the guy. You ever see that movie, um, Ready Player One, or read the book? I read the book. I did not see the movie. Um, okay. Well, the, I don't know if they changed a lot from the book. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's like a bad guy who's trying to get control, like a corporation that's trying to get yeah. control of the, the game universe of Ready Player One. Right. And have like obviously more nefarious plans, like, you know, make it more tiered, make it more expensive, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, that's what Elon Musk reminds me of the bad guy from Ready Player One, you know? Because yeah. the minute he got Twitter, it's like he just had all these horrible ideas, like, I'm going to charge people money to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give special favors to people who are willing to pay this, you know, disrupt Chiano. Yeah. Well, that's it, you know? And he has no. I mean, look, I'm not saying he's a, a moron or anything, but he doesn't he doesn't know Twitter. You know, he thinks he knows I Twitter, he but he doesn't. Um, he, he could very well be a moron. I think anyway. the fact is that, you know, this guy has been plotted as like a modern day genius being rivaled yeah. with like Albert Einstein. Yeah, they they list this guy and, and they promote him and say like you had like Joe Rogan running PR for him a couple years ago saying that this guy's going to save the world. Yeah. Like, and it's like, and he said multiple times, and it's like, how is this guy going to save the world? Right. I mean, we're not on Mars. He claimed we'd be on Mars in 2000, like in 2010, he claimed in 10 years we'd be on Mars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, his, he's never like, yeah, his vehicles, uh, the electric cars and bullshit mm-hmm. AI uh, self-driving cars have proven not to be self-driving and have caused more accidents and explosions. Uh, um, well, the whole thing started. Let me see if I can find this guy. Kali, is that his name? I think so. I think so. Jeez. Let me see. Like, there's like a whole back and forth. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to find this guy's like account. You you posted it or sent me a tweet not too long ago. Holly, sorry. Yes. The yeah. So I guess he fired this guy and Holly like tweeted basically saying like, hey, I was like, let go or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a back and forth. And Elon basically claimed like he the guy is explaining like he's like, what do you do here or whatever? And he's explaining what he does. And then like Elon Musk is being like real mocking and posting like the gift from office space with the two Michael, the two Michaels yep. like, making fun of that guy who explains what he does there. And yeah. they're like, wait, you're just a guy who like just moves one thing to another. We could remove you. Like, you know, it's that famous <laughs> Yeah. Thing. And it, trying to equate that this guy does that. And it's like, that's not true at all. This guy's like created a program that I guess he sold it to Twitter years ago. And uh he's still employed. And I guess yep. he said that he got he took less money because he believed in Twitter. This is before yeah. he got his grasp on it, but he's still worth like you know, like a hundred million or something like that. I don't even know. And then, you know, he's, so he's very insulting to this guy. Mm-hmm. And then he basically outs his disability or something. And you said that's like the first time. Uh, hip, 
What did you say? First actual HIPAA violation on Twitter. Yeah, it's like funny. People probably most people probably didn't even know what a HIPAA violation was until like when someone asked Marjorie Taylor Green if right. she was uh, vaccinated and she claimed that was when it, that was a HIPAA violation to ask her or something. But what Elon Musk did was an actual HIPAA violation, I guess. Right. Well, this guy. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like the 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 core of it is that Elon Musk disclosed. I guess this guy told HR, I have a disability, I need these accommodations. And then Elon Musk announced on Twitter that this guy claimed he has a disability. And that's a huge violation. It's It may, I think it's a HIPAA, but if not HIPAA, it's like an ADA violation. It's like a legitimate thing. For years, all these right-wing chuds have been saying, like, if you ask me to wear a mask, that's a HIPAA violation. If you ask me to do this, it's a HIPAA but this this is a, an actual violation. You can't disclose someone else's confidential information. You can't do that. You know, if I transfer my medical records to HR to establish a disability, HR can't then distribute those records to everyone. It's not all right. Yeah, because then he was like insulting the guy and saying like, "Well, how are you tweeting so much?" And it's like, "Well, first of all, what he has to do is one finger." Yeah. Right. It's like. <laughs> So yeah, it was like really dismissive and attacking this guy, and like, and it's like, and I guess like, clearly his lawyers talked to him because then like Must have. Elon Musk put out a tweet apologizing. Oh, definitely, no way Musk would have fucking apologized. No, this guy has like, this guy isn't just like a regular employee, and like he just like revealed like a bunch of like probably like things that are not supposed to be revealed like yeah he probably does for twitter the stuff that he did you know the stuff he sold to twitter or whatever and the fact and again the biggest one being the, the thing about the small guy town what yeah 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 the, well uh, it was I, I wanted to say like a small town mentality but it was like i don't know it, it was just such a self-inflicted wound it was like everything that is Elon Musk, you know. Well, yeah, and the funny like, the best is this guy put out like this chain. Uh I'm trying to find it. Like it was, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It was like seven tweets long or something. He's like, but as I told HR, I'm assuming that's confidential health information you're sharing. I can't work as a, a hands-on designer for the reasons outlined above. I'm typing this on my phone, by the way. It's easier for because I only need to use one finger. He said, I can for however write for an hour or two at a time. He, I guess he has like what muscle dystrophy or something. He, yeah, and it's a progressive condition, so it's just getting worse and worse. Yeah, which you know is sad. It's like yeah. this wasn't a problem in Twitter 1.0 since I was a senior director and my job was mostly to help teams move forward, give them strategic and tactical guidance. But as I told HR, I'm assuming that's. Uh, he goes, I hope that helps. Let me know if you're going to pay what you owe me. I think you could afford it. Uh, oh, it was somebody. The first tweet is like the best one. Um, it's a lot. It's not one. Mm -hmm. About nine years ago, I started a company called Undotco. I worked a lot, whatever. We worked for more or less every big tech company. We grew fast and made money. I think that's what you're referring to when you say independently wealthy. Right. He's trying to say this guy was independently wealthy and trying to, again, like, don't feel any sympathy. Yeah, like he's the, he's, the he's son rich. of a, yeah. Not like me, who's, you know. He said that I independently made my money as opposed to say inherited an emerald mine. Right. <laughs> so that this, right there is great. It was filled with little zings. He talked in the next tweet. I think he says like, 
I sold it to a company like Twitter, which used to be a big company or something like that. Yeah. Like he's yeah, there's a lot of like little de- jabs. And- <laughs> yeah. He goes, but after seven years, I was tired. COVID was running for longer than the two weeks he said it would. Right. <laughs> That's something I'm making fun of. Elon said COVID would be over two weeks. <laughs> and my body was also continuing to get weaker. After leaving at many options, I decided to sell my company to Twitter. Financially, it wasn't that best decision. My company uh, was making a lot of I'm not going to read this whole thing. But like yeah, yeah. he said, but like you, I made a bet on Twitter having a lot more potential <laughs> than it has had. <laughs> right, yeah. I joined at a time when the company was growing fast. <laughs> you kind of did the opposite. <laughs> anyway, I digress. There was the one about the loving family. That he has oh, like a loving yeah. wife and uh, that he has two kids and he enjoys seeing him and he recommends that, which is like right. a bad again at Elon having like 12 kids and he's like the worst dad in the world or something. Like he doesn't like see any of his kids. He, like, I don't know if his kid disowned him, the one that's trans or he disowned that yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that happened with that. I know that they don't speak, but again, it's just like it's just like the Tucker Carlson thing. It's just like Russell Brand. It's just like Marshall Green or anything. These people can say whatever the fuck they want, and the foaming at the mouth supporters don't Mm. care. Elon Musk. Do they, do you think any of his supporters will well you know what you want I agree mm-hmm. 100%, but I'm gonna say here you look bad you look you know I'm gonna say this was probably a bad idea sir and I don't think this was a good idea you probably owe this no yeah I would say that they're probably this is probably more of a danger to Elon's reputation than others simply because if this guy sues he he could win I mean that's going to change anybody's mind right now but this guy could win a lawsuit. I well, think. regardless if it changes anyone's, you know, the idiots that support Musk mm-hmm. or any of the weirdos or bots or whatever the fuck they are at this point, um, this is going to damage Musk on a financial, uh, mm-hmm. publicly, you know. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot here. I mean, I ho- I kind of hope this guy sues him, but I don't know. He says that the guy still has a job. If you want, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a weird. You're you're correct in that. Like when you see Elon apologize, you know something's up. Yeah, um, that's a. It was a day later. He didn't come to his senses. It was probably like a fucking lawyer wrote that tweet. If anything, well, this guy said that he is opening a restaurant in honor of his mother. He he and he showed photographs of it. This guy may just not want to come back to Twitter. I wouldn't. If, look, if he's independently wealthy and he's going to start a new restaurant business or whatever, then why would he fucking want to deal with this headache? You so know, I mean, like, still have that lawsuit. True. Just to make, you know, make Elon Musk go crazy or whatever, you know, yeah. like, That'd be I don't think though. he must should get away with this at all. Yeah. I mean, like he said it. It's like a straight up, like, uh, the HIPAA thing is like that alone should be enough to win. Yeah. It's like, even there might be like a fucking huge settlement out of this. Even, you know what I mean? Possible, yeah. Has to pay this guy like God knows what, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, the joke is like, this guy, I don't know what Musk's wealth is anymore. Like, he was the writ for a minute in like 2021. He was yep. the richest guy in the world. He was, he, he went, and that's the other thing too. That's why I hated COVID so much because of like the disparity it created. Like where yeah, you know, all these people like oh yeah jobs immediately, and then you see guys like Musk who like he didn't double his wealth, he didn't quadruple. No. His wealth. He like 
I don't even know what the time, 40 times, 50 times his wealth. It was like, I don't know yeah. if there's like a, a, a way to verbalize right? it. He went from being worth like a couple of billion to being worth hundreds of billions. Jeez. Of and how? I don't even know. I think a lot of it might have been a lot of crypto schemes. Yeah, like that would make sense. But so who knows how much wealth this guy actually has? And right. Twitter thing. I still think the Twitter thing, though. I don't think he 100% paid for it. I think there's like Russian oligarch mm-hmm. money in there because like the timing, he had some weird Putin tweet and then the next day he announced he was finally going to buy it. Yep, and I remember was, that. Yeah, it was very in support of Putin. And then the whole Saudi thing, you know, there's a whole like the Saudis gave him a ton of money too. So I don't think this guy, you know, everyone's like, ha ha, he used his own money. And I'm like, I don't know if it's really his money. Yeah. I, I suspect it's not. At some point, there's a chance this guy might disappear one day. And it's not because someone doesn't like Elon Musk. It's because someone who gave him the money for Twitter is not going to be happy with yeah. him. Oof. So this was, um, man, there was a great tweet. I think I sent it to you. Um forgot her name. Mm. Follows me. I follow her too on here. Yeah. Uh, she she kind of just like broke it down pretty good about the whole uh musk thing oh, oh yeah here it is it's from uh ashley lynch she says no matter oh, how yeah. shitty your week is going at the very least you didn't accidentally fire someone that could require a hundred million payout mm. while also illegally disclosing and mocking the disability opening opening yourself up to a massive lawsuit that week mm-hmm. is reserved for geniuses <laughs> so that's the joke is that yeah by firing him, he's required to give this guy a hundred million. So this guy, yeah, like, this guy is, yeah, he's probably like, yeah, sure. And then with the whole HIPAA violation, it's like, so this guy, I mean, let's not, I mean, I feel sorry for him because he might not be around for years, yeah, yeah, because of his horrible, de- de- you know, debilitating disease. But like, you know, his family should be well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um. And they might be more wanting to care because of whatever lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I you know, I kind of wish that Disney Plus would go back into Iron Man 2 and just scrub the Elon Musk. <laughs> Zap them. Yeah. Yeah, that scene where Tony Stark talks to him in Monaco for a second. Yeah. It is bizarre how much goodwill this guy has squandered. I know we've I've said that myself like three or four times. Um but yeah, it's it is crazy how how he's I mean, he just wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for being well known. I don't think. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, he just wasn't ready for like to, you know to watch what you say. Like often when people become famous, like there's a curve, and then they eventually are like, oh, I just can't spout off with whatever i feel like spouting off with him especially with owning twitter now it's gotten like worse worse multiple i feel like there's been multiple interactions this one probably being one of the funnier ones but i swear there were a couple other like weird back and forths that had where he ends up looking like the jackass in the end but this one might be like the one that may shut him up for quite some time it's funny you know he is in trouble or shuts up when he's just tweeting about like the success, true. Success. <laughs> like, yeah, I stopped following. I I never followed him, but I mean, I blocked him. Right. I don't know what he's tweeting every day, but I assure you, he's probably um, 
tweeting out. Let's see, I could probably look him up since I blocked him, but I bet if I just click on him, it'll show mm-hmm. me. His. Yeah, view tweets anyway, even though I blocked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eight hours ago, me, it's him, a SpongeBob, and it's saying me showing up late to work knowing the company hasn't gotten enough competent staff to fire me. Hmm. Is that supposed to be at that guy? Yeah, I think so. And then there's that guy Matt Wallace that just like you know who that is? He's uh, like a like a Matt Wallace. He's just this like psycho Elon Musk psycho fan who like like real leadership like a Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's such a, a weird group. He posted another meme nine hours ago of an NPC having a cartridge insert in his head that Elon Musk is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Clicked in and then the laser eyes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this funny that I blocked him? But if you click on his account, you still see it. Like I said, it's like he's got the cheat code or something. Like he does. He absolutely does. He's he's got the get out of jail. Like uh, yeah, he's got the invisible force field. He's that kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah you didn't get me visible force view he he plays rock paper scissor dynamite and he's always dynamite (laughs) (laughs) Dynamite. (laughs) oh look at him he's retweeting tucker carlson's january 6th thing oh wow that's crazy okay so all right well i'm not missing much it's it's nonsense um all right joseph what did we learn this week yeah what did we learn well um well we we learned a lot about pedro pascal and his uh ability to save children um and ways. also allowed them to save him sometimes. yeah goes both ways goes yeah. both ways you know, he, he teaches them and then eventually they become you know it's like whether it's teacher or the master or whatever i don't know <laughs> i think the big thing to learn this week um if i were going to uh, narrow it down is um is for me to to know that the next election cycle is already well underway you know i um, will say that i learned this week is that mary williamson is clearly the choice for clear thinking people who understand how elections are and and um yeah i've learned a lot i learned that if you put the green m&m up next to ron DeSantis wearing those white boots it looks like they wear the same boots that's because they are yeah <laughs> no i think the real i think ron DeSantis that his wife is secretly a an m&m <laughs> the green m&m no i don't know about the green one but like an m&m right she'd be yeah. like the like the red m&m yeah like the maga hat <laughs> the maga maga m <laughs> yep yeah i don't know that was good i i can tell you for next week i'm super excited to see the end of um uh the last of us and i'll bet you the next episode of the mandalorian kind of points us more clearly in the direction of this season um i think it, i think it'll be good and then we got uh ted lasso coming back next week i'm um, I apple so i'm not watching it mm-hmm. i'll get well, it at some point yeah. i'm waiting till uh severance or at least until i know severance is coming back yeah Se- severance is just i was trying to explain to someone the other day about how good that show was it's really hard to explain how great it is like it's every... not even just like oh the concept's cool it is a cool concept it's oh just, yeah yeah it's, it's how it's done exactly it's... like it works as a good sci-fi show it yep. works as a great 
critique of work. It works as a great critique of like, <clears throat> you know, how we are as people. It's funny. It's super funny. Yep. The acting's great. The the lighting and the music and all all the little details the are pacing. right. Yeah, that it, it, that's what makes it work the most too. It's like the tension and like not knowing like what the fuck is really going on. And yeah, like, every little detail works, and it's rare to see like attention to every detail. So yeah, yeah. cool. All cool. right. Well, on that note, I'm Rob Isra. I'm Joseph K. You still going on about? that thank you for listening to you still going on about that um please like comment share and if you haven't done already please follow us on instagram ysgo facebook ysgo and twitter ysgo thank you and have a great day